to begin, sir. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Welcome, Dead and Lovelies, to this week's installment of Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast. Here with the host with the most, why it's me, Uncle Ben. And it's me, the medium height man. <laughs> the average size. Yeah. Steven <laughs> Spratling. Oh, Dollywood Steve. Steve. Dollywood Steve, that's right. East Coastin'. East Coastin' it up. East Coast. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the show, you guys. On today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Phantasm, which I'm very excited to talk about. This is a movie that you guys have requested, I think, since the show began. Yeah, people have been asking for it. Yeah, because this is one of those movies that people just have a, a raging heart on for. They do. I, yeah. that, actually, most of the requests came with a dick pic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want you to cover the movie, see how engorged my mm-hmm. penis is. Like, I'll, he makes a good point. Yeah. He's I'll got have you know argument. when you guys send those dick pics, uh, my wife and I do judge them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and my wife thinks every dick's ugly, so you're all getting zero. She's not wrong. <laughs> she is not wrong about that. Well, you know, Steve, before we get into the, uh, the review portion of the show and stuff, during our intro preamble here, I want to thank... Our dead and lovely listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, on last week's episode, we both expressed that we were having Tough some, time. some very bad weeks. You had a, uh, a friend that died over yeah. Thanksgiving. My my dog has been in the hospital and stuff. Yeah. Not been a good time for the, no. the dynamic duo of dead and lovely. No fun. And our main man, Grayson Hester, posted on our Facebook fan page, which everybody should join. For real. Over, just look for us on Facebook and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically posted a, hey, show your appreciation for the guy's thread. And there were so many very nice things said yeah. by you guys. Thank you all so much. And thank you, Grayson. You are truly just one of the best damn people I think that I've ever known. He's a good boy. There, he Grayson. is the good boy. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the good boy. I have. I've it's heard him. The good, it's He's him. the good boy. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for the kind words over there. And I feel like I should give you guys a little bit of an update yeah. on how everything is Let going. Let know. Uh, little dude, our little Attila, our 13-year-old dog who has been in the hospital with uh, kidney failure for the past week, he is still hanging on. His blood work and stuff, they've been doing every other day, and it has slowly uh, improved. It's showing consistent signs of improvement. That's he's, awesome. He's on the up and up. We've been going in and checking on him every other day. Yeah. He's been super, super lethargic and, mm. and laid out and stuff. I think it, it's mainly due to the medications. Yeah. And just stress and stuff like well, that, yeah. you know. His body's going through a lot. Yeah, definitely so. But he's, you know, he's getting on up there. Mm. But that hasn't kept this week from also being a big old pile of shit, Steve. <laughs> just a big old flaming pile yeah, of shit. Everything's been going great for you, I hear. It has not. Yeah. It has not because, you know... I got into my car the other day because we were going to do some some Christmas shopping and stuff because mm-hmm. tis the season for it that, is. apparently, even though I feel zero Christmas spirit. <laughs> and I noticed as I was in my car in Knoxville, I was like, wow, it smells like gasoline in here. Okay. Not usually something you say when you're in your car. No. It's not a good thing. Not typically. Definitely. I'm not like, oh, great. There's the gasoline smell in the car. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And so before we went and saw the dog at the at the vet office today, we dropped my car off at the mechanic, and he called me back like an hour or two later. He's like, hey, have you been like off-roading or something? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you've got a big crack in your gas tank. Like something is... Damn. Yeah, like you've run over something or something has like hit your gas tank uh-huh. and put a crack in it. And uh, loyal listeners of the show will know... 
I replaced my gas tank in my car like two years ago. Yeah. I was driving home after the final session recording solos on the last, not the not the Whitechapel album that's fixing to come out, but the one before that. Yeah. The uh, Brotherhood of the of the Blade record. Recorded my last gas solos on there, and I was like, hey, it smells like gas in my car. And it's because my gas tank cracked because of a faulty gas cap. A $7 part caused like a $600 repair. Jesus. Yeah. Because basically like, the gas cap wasn't letting off fumes from the yeah. tank, you know? Uh-huh. So it's, it swelled. It swelled up, yeah. yeah, and cracked. And this time, apparently, yeah, just something fucking hit my gas tank. Fucking shit, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really some shit. Yeah. It's really some shit. Yeah. That Not is, great. That is uh, costly. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I hope that any of my friends that are listening will understand when I say Christmas is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I say we all just stop giving gifts on Christmas. Like, unless you know you're what? a kid. Yeah. Like, give it to the kids. Give it to the kids, for, for sure. The kids. Yeah. Kids, do, they deserve to get toys. Like, yeah. It's the best time of your life. Might as well make it even better. Yeah, I would much rather spend my money on like my nieces sure. and stuff like yeah. that than than on myself yeah. or any other adult who I know can just fucking go out and It's and buy nice whatever. to give gifts. Birthdays are for that. Sure. But I think after a while, yeah, I think, um my mom still gives me gift and my yeah. my in-laws will usually oh, give yeah. us like an Amazon gift card or something. Sure. But like my wife and I we just don't even exchange gifts right. cuz it's like well it's our money. Right. Like, we can just buy stuff that we want uh, you know, when we want it. <laughs> I swear, though, like, I think the best idea that we started doing last year is the Friends Beer Exchange. That sounds cool. Where, like, everybody shows up at somebody's house, they bring a pick of six. Yeah. And everybody just picks out six beers and comes home with a new sixer. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of which, let's have a, a beer. beer, Steve. Let's yeah. do that. So these beers that we are having today come from the Blackberry Farms, which is, of course, just a very super nice, beautiful resort and company in yada yada out here. And basically their beer rep stopped in at Barley's, where my wife is the social media director, uh-huh. marketing director, and gave them some beer for us to try out. So, first of all, we're going to be trying out their... Let me get it out of the coos here. <laughs> Blackberry Farm Brewery Classic Belgian Style Ale. This describes itself as a Belgian-style saison, features European noble-type hops, authentic Belgian saison yeast, and the finest European two-row malt. It's a 6.3, brewed over in Walland, Tennessee. I've never been to Blackberry Farm, but I've heard that it's... Super Amazing. nice. Yeah, yeah I've so seen I've the pictures. It looks great. I've had some of their other beers that were in like bottles, like their um, their doubles and quads. Yeah, and they like have. That. Yeah, they're, they're in like, like champagne Belgian. bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they've been really good. Okay, really good. I've never tried them. Get your pull of this guy. All right. Looks like it's got a nice golden color. It has a slightly Belgiany, yeasty, spicy kind of fragrance to it's it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's. Uh, I mean, I don't normally like Belgians. Uh, and it's like a really Ooh. drinkable. That's nice. Belgian, yeah. yeah. It's not as sickly sweet. Exactly. Like Belgian beers were some of the first, you know, quote fancy beers that I really got into back in the day because it was like, oh, this tastes very unique and very yeah. different. That's crisp. It's good. Yeah, it, but anymore, most of those are just too fucking sugary for my taste. But that does have a a nice level of dryness yeah. to it. I like. It still that. has a lot of those spicy, 
kind of taste to it. Yeah, thanks a lot to that beer rep. Farms, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys very much. This is wonderful stuff. Well, I will tell you guys, though, a bit of, of fun happenings over the weekend in the midst of dog veterinary crisis right. and uh, gas tank explosions and so on. So the other day, we had uh, our, our annual thing that we do over here at a house where we have our moms over, uh-huh. and sometimes my sister-in-law and my brother, Yeah, and we do like an annual Christmas craft. That's fun. It's pretty fun. We started yeah. doing this every you know, every year ever since my niece was born, so we could all get together as a family and do mm-hmm. a fun Christmas thing. So we've done like, oh, we make ornaments, or we make fucking snowflakes, or whatever. This year, we decided to do gingerbread houses. Okay. Uh, which is fun. That's cool and yeah. all. But my brother was here this time, uh-huh. and so we decided, well, hell, while we're together, <laughs> we ought to just go ahead and make us a gingerbread, a.k.a. graham cracker, trailer park. <laughs> and it looked great. It we, turned we out fabulous. We have to include a picture. Yeah, I'll um, send some photos out on the group and on the Instagram. It looks stuff. awesome. It was it was a blast. Yeah. It turned out really good. We got some old burnout cars. We got some uh-huh. cars on sticks. <laughs> well, pretzel sticks, pretzel that is. Pretzel sticks, yeah. And uh, there's one trailer in the neighborhood that's all burnt out and collapsed. And <laughs> Just the, like a real trailer weeds park. Weeds overtaken yeah. and stuff. And we even painted like a little blacktop road and some grass and dirt. There's a trash pile at the uh-huh. end of the street. Of course. It turned out pretty awesome. Pretty fucking festive. It's Christmas miracle. Dude, that's great. Are you feeling in the Christmas spirit, Steve? How I you am. My wife has been really in the spirit. Uh, as I said last week, she put up the tree right after Halloween. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we've been we've been watching some Christmas movies and stuff, and my wife just uh, anytime she feels the spirit, uh, will turn on that terrible version of oh, Holy Night. Holy Night, because it's hilarious. My stars mm-hmm. are brightly shining. She watched it just before I left to come here. It's a ten out of ten. It is. It's great. It's fucking awesome. That's a good call. Have y'all watched any Christmas movies or anything? Um, I mean, last week we watched a bunch. Yeah. This week we watched Men in Black. Oh, yeah. My favorite yeah. Christmas movie. And Adam's Family. So <laughs> Awesome. Not Christmas, but awesome. You know, the guy that created Men in Black is from here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I did know that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. fucking cool. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since I watched that. Does it hold up? Yeah, it's still good, I think. Yeah? Uh-huh. I think it's still good. Will Smith is super charming. Yeah. You know? He's fucking awesome. And Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is great in it. Is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's got, uh, damn it, what's his name? Vincent Sugar D'Onofrio. And water. Yeah, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio, who uh, I think is the greatest role of all time, Pink Kingpin in the now canceled Daredevil. Yeah, I heard that they fucking cancel it. You know, yeah. And you know what? I, I read that and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I was like, well, I haven't watched season three yet either. Yeah, honestly. I haven't either. That's yeah. the thing is, like, I like that show, but, like, I haven't watched I it. I just haven't watched it. I think Netflix has that, that this disadvantage of, like, you're frozen by how many options you have and you don't actually end up watching anything. Sometimes. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, it's like there's so much Option new content paralysis, and called. so much new shit out there that it is yeah. kind of like, oh shit, what do I watch? But you know what I did do huh. was I did watch something on Netflix, but it was something I've already watched. What'd you see? I saw season one of BoJack Horseman again. How'd that treat you? It's fucking amazing. BoJack is one of the best shows out there. Man. I'm, I'm surprised more people won't watch it. I, I've said it before. I've said it again. I need to watch it. You do. You do. I, I know why some people won't watch it because they're um, morons who say, Oh, mm. uh, I, I, I'm i an adult. I don't watch cartoons. Oh, right. Those people. Yeah. 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 Those 
dumb. That's the dumbest arbitrary thing to do to yourself. Some dummy dumbs. Yeah, because Venture Brothers is amazing. Uh, Big Mouth, uh, Archer. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Frisky Dingo. Go check that one out. I haven't seen that either, Frisky Dingo is great. Man, there's a lot of the people who make Archer. Uh, they also did C Lab twenty twenty one. Did okay. you ever see that? Yeah. No, I okay. did watch some C Lab. That was very C Lab is great. Was so fun. Frisky Dingo was what they did in between C Lab and, and Archer. Okay. And it's so funny. That's pretty dope. I haven't had time to watch a lot of stuff this week. I mean, in between all the stuff that's been, been going on. A good week. No, not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> One of my favorite things that did happen this week though is last uh Friday we had ourselves a skank banger show. Yeah. My 80s hair metal cover band mm-hmm. in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we played at the uh, at the Open Chord, which is a really cool local venue. That's yeah. like it's like a music store. It's a music venue, mm. uh, coffee bar, and yeah. full service bar. Really cool place. It's a it's a cool place. Yeah. And as we were playing this show, which was fucking nuts. Yeah. Insane pre-sale. So pre- many people. Yeah, the pre-sale almost sold the whole thing out. That's crazy. There was like for record... A, for a cover band. Yeah, not a real band. Not a real yeah, band. For a bunch of middle-aged dudes in fucking leggings and uh-huh. makeup. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And you. And me, of course. Yeah. yeah. So it was great, and I couldn't help but notice as we were playing, very front row, there was some chick there who was wearing this awesome 80s prom dress uh-huh. with her boyfriend who was a stone-cold hunk that was I also bet. all 80s out. And, dude, these two were up front the entire show, which is like three and a half hours long. That's awesome. Singing every fucking word to every song. That's so cool. Like, the whole show. And I kept pointing at them being like, you guys are fucking awesome. And, of course, these people were like 45, right? No, 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 no. They're They're young people? They're young. What? Because that's the fun thing about Skankbanger, dude, is it's like the whole crowd is either, you know, like late 40s 50s yeah people. they listened to this music when it first came on yeah, the radio exactly yeah. yeah who who saw bon jovi and saw molly yeah. crew and all that stuff or it's people that are like in their 20s yeah they're like oh the 80s are cool again this is awesome yeah, yeah this is what my parents used to listen to whatever it's cool <laughs> so yeah so these people like in their 20s got to talking to him after the show turns out the that old prom dress there was none other than our listener mangelina broly yeah uh, who is super fucking awesome. I had yeah. no idea that she was from right here in town. Yeah. And we basically just kind of talked about horror flicks and stuff like That's that awesome. after the show. It was really wonderful. Shout out to Mangelina. Oh, man. So cool talking to you. Really, really fun hanging out. Like, it's, and I don't, this sounds so like jaded and stupid, mm-hmm. but I've kind of gotten so used to, you know, with the YouTube channel doing what it does, yeah. people walking up and be like, man, I love your guitar lessons. Fuck well, yeah, of I course that's going to happen. It's awesome. I love yeah. it. It's wonderful. You have you have videos with over a million views, it's right? Pre- it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But, you know, at this point, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, this happens all the time. It's great to meet you, whatever. But my new thrill is meeting people that love the podcast. Yeah, that you know, is really cool. It's really, really, really fun for me to run into folks that, like, really enjoy this show. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks to everybody who came up to the show. Mangelina Broly is great to meet you in person. I think good times. You know, me, because like with uh, videos or whatever, you're you're teaching a lesson or you're talking about how to play guitar or yeah. whatever. It's a thing you're passionate about and sure. you're really good at. Thank you. Um, and it's cool when people watch that. Yeah. But this is just you. Like yeah. this podcast is just us. Yeah, totally. And people like it. That's, that's cool. That pretty means, cool to me. Yeah, that yeah. means like uh, you know, 
We got something. That's cool. Oh, we're awesome. I think that you go us. I think you tend to be right. <laughs> In the meantime, I did get to watch the the Devil's Advocate this week. We oh watched yeah, that the other night. We were so fucking. He's an absentee <laughs> landlord, <laughs> dude. Pacino. Is awesome in that movie. He's off. He is the fucking hook. He's awesome. Like, he like I think he snorted all the cocaine yeah. that he did in had in Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just throughout, instead sure of just right. for one scene, yeah. he was Kept just like going. every single scene. <laughs> all the cocaine. He's an absentee landlord. I kind of wonder if. Okay, because obviously that movie stars one Canoe Reeves. Canoe, and he is. Obviously, mannequin-like in his performance in that movie. Yes, he is. As and he then always is. Charlize is fucking out of her mind, over the top. Yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. But yeah. And know, that terrible southern accent. Ooh, okay, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. It is not good. I forgot yeah. about that. But, like, I kind of wonder if there is this inside, like, Hollywood dare. Yeah. Where, like, directors get together and they're like, oh, man, I got the fucking sickest script just landed on my lap. This thing is going to be amazing. It's going to be a 10. Uh-huh. And then this other director's like, oh, yeah? I dare you to put Keanu Reeves in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. that's totally what happened with Bram Stoker's Dracula. That had to be. Yeah, yeah, it's like, do you think it's so good you can put fucking Keanu in it? Oh, yeah? And they're like, oh, well, Goddamn right it is. I got this, I got yeah. this uh, thing about this bus that can't slow down. It's like a perfect action movie. Oh, yeah. Do you have some kind of new hot up-and-coming Hollywood actress that's going to be in there? Bet you won't put fucking Keanu in it. You don't have the God balls. Goddamn. No, you no, no. have the balls. I've got Dennis Hopper on board. <laughs> this thing is going to be huge. It's going to be big. I'll, don't dare me. I'll put Keanu in this I dare you to put movie. Keanu in it. I'll put him in there as a side character. No. Main character. Opposite of Sandra Bullock. Someone with tons God of charm. Damn it. All right, it's on. It's on. It's a bet. I'm going to make this fucking happen. You watch. And then a lot of people have won that bet. Like, the thing is that, <laughs> yeah, they have. They've yeah. won. Like, Keanu, first off, Keanu, amazing dude. I don't know if you know anything seems about like him. the coolest fucking He's dude ever. one of the greatest people. He seems to be as amazed at his career as we are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, awesome I dude. I think he's frequently like, how did I make it here? <laughs> yeah. but I know Kung Fu. He has a particular... Uh, uh, style that works real well in certain movies. The Matrix. Okay. Yeah. John Wick. Oh, dude, he is a 10 in John he's Wick. Amazing he's amazing awesome. in John Wick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then, yeah, it, uh, I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula, he's so wooden. <laughs> Just so no charisma at all. <laughs> no, nothing. But the thing is that in John Wick, that woodenness comes off as like he's, he's just cold. a cold Fucking badass. killer, man. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Totally works. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what goes on. I think yeah. it's like he's the ultimate. Dare yeah, I fucking dare you to put Keanu. You think you're so fucking confident in your hot shot movie? Put Keanu in it and see what happens. Jackass. If the next Avatar makes more money than the previous, that would be the only thing James Cameron would be left to do. Yeah. Is to put Keanu put in Keanu it. Put Keanu in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how those movies, that movie made money, but... Uh, James no. Cameron obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah, that that is the one dare he need. maybe he dared uh, Catherine Bigelow when they were dating <laughs> to put yeah. 
Keanu in. Maybe that was the first one. <laughs> Could have, that's where it all started. Yeah, because I, I isn't like that it. like the first thing he did really after Bill and Ted, like his first big role? Yeah, was I think Point so. Break. Yeah, I think so. I bet that was a dare. <laughs> I dare awesome. you to put the dude from Bill and Ted in <laughs> your action movie about bank robbers. <laughs> you said you've been watching some some YouTube. Oh content man, this I've been week, watching. It, like I've said this before, but. I still watch tons of videos about the video game Skyrim. Skyrim. That that game is uh what seven years old. Came yeah. out eleven, eleven, eleven. Wow. Um, I still play it all the time. Do you? I still watch videos about it. There's there's still videos being made there that that's wild. Make information available that I I didn't know about. Like, you know what? How? I'm sitting here sounding all amazed and stuff like that, but then uh-huh. at the same time, I can't tell you how often I search for videos about like Castlevania Symphony of the Night or yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. It's like those games are fucking old enough to drink by now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing with games that are even older, so yeah. I cannot judge whatsoever. I, wa- I watch Fallout and Skyrim videos all the time. Um, Skyrim is my jam. Yeah. Uh, I recommend if anybody out there is a big Skyrim fan, uh, Fudge Muppet and the Epic Nate 315. That's who you need and to check out. And many a true out. nerd has actually started a playthrough of Skyrim. Wow. He normally does Fallout. I've never played and a Skyrim, man. I've never played a Skyrim, but I think I should. You really should. I mean, they've put it on literally every possible console you can imagine yeah you can even play it on nintendo switch like i get that on the atari jaguar yeah i believe so i believe todd howard recently announced that you can get (laughs) you can play it in minecraft on my 3do yeah did you have you ever played minecraft no minecraft is a game i love yeah it's so fun it's just like playing with legos basically sure um but minecraft is is a game that uh, it caught my attention immediately because you can program in it. That's what I've heard. You yeah, can like build so, out your own fucking world. Yeah, because there's this stuff called redstone that basically generates an electrical charge. Okay. And programming is essentially on or off. Okay. Zero, one. Like a, a, Binary. a switch, yeah. a node is on or it's off. So um, one of the early things that caught my attention about it is you can build a calculator. In, oh, in wow. So I followed, I followed this tutorial, built what? the calculator, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Is it like a basic calculator or is it like a Texas Instruments Just a basic calculator. Well, that, that's the thing. Is that At that point, it was just a basic calculator. I, somebody eventually figured out, well, wait, I could make, I could make like a, a video screen what and program fuck? it to show stuff. And then somebody eventually figured out, wait, I could make that video screen play tetris and i can no. play tetris in this in game. minecraft yes what the so fuck you can play a game in a game so like you can program a video game and since minecraft is so basic you could program minecraft in, in the minecraft. game minecraft what the fuck it, so this is mind-blowing. All the proof that you need to understand that we are more than likely living in a simulation. Yeah, we in live simulation. in a simulation. This is a simulation for sure. Because <laughs> the thing is, is if you can even take this kind of basic programming code yeah. and start programming within the programming, yeah. it, on a long enough time scale, yes. you could just make a completely convincing virtual reality inside of this. The guy... Um, God, that's fucked up. The guy... I can't remember the guy... 
who wrote that paper a few years ago that you know basically said that all the evidence seems to point to that we are living in a simulation right but when he uh wrote about how much information the the earth is yeah I was so surprised how little it technically is. <laughs> like how much information it would take to store it, take. it on a, a, a storage device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's we, feasible. We, like. It's feasible. It's possible. I like, mean, in this day and age, when you can get a terabyte hard drive that's the size of like, your pinky nail. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's you can not put that outrageous. So much information. It's crazy. Like I, yeah, I, I, I'm convinced in a lot of ways that this is a simulation i'm not convinced that that matters no uh-uh. like i don't think it changes anything no really not like really. the simulation itself is testing something or whatever i it's know never... that when i bite into the steak it <laughs> yeah. tastes juicy <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly like that is that is it for us because like we're probably not a part of like the programming of the simulation we're just like bits of information so yeah, it doesn't sure. really matter if we understand that we're in it yeah yeah no i think it does like it's possible i i think about this a lot and this is i i think maybe a sort of hindu idea that, Ooh, uh, that's not cultural positive, appropriation Buddhist, dude maybe. You can't not touch positive that. I, i'm <laughs> just saying <laughs> that it's, it's more likely that uh, bill hicks was right that we're all uh experimenting in self subjectively so okay. we're all one consciousness yeah yeah like i am you and you are me and we're all the same person uh-huh. oh, it's just you you're the consciousness experiencing this experience and i'm right the consciousness yeah, yeah, yeah and we're we're testing something or we're trying to learn something mm-hmm. or whatever is the program is trying to learn something yeah i don't know that we'll ever be affected by any of that we'll Probably still not. just live and die yeah yeah and Some, then somebody they, at the very end of this equation is going to learn what this all meant yeah but, but it is a, it is a cool idea it's fun to think about it is <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, on today's show, we are going to be talking about the meaning of all reality and existence as oh, well thank as, God. as Phantasm. And this movie, you know, during the whole course of the flick, it has this weird, I would say kind of dreamlike feel and kind of has this yes. dream logic kind of weirdness to it. And then, uh, uh, mega spoilers ahead. Obviously, I assume everybody's seen this movie. It's been out for like fucking yeah. You've had you've had your show. forty years. It's now. about to get spoiled for you. Yeah. Spoiler. Well, I don't know what happens. Well, I've it, seen it a bunch, and it, I'm still not sure how. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end, it kind of turns out to be a dream. So yeah, I feel like dreams are a really big, important part of this. So as we step into the preview palace, welcome to the preview palace. We should probably just listen to Dreams yeah, by Van Hagar a bunch of times. Yeah, or Dream Theater. Or Dream Theater, yeah. Pull me <laughs> under, please. Yeah, there we go. But that's going to take too long. So okay. I want to take this poll by Sarah Wilson, who's part of the BuzzFeed staff, to find out if we dream like everyone else. Okay. I want to find out, Steve. I want to find out. I wondered these. about this. Uh, 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 an individual recently told me. I don't. I don't want to name them. Okay. I'm about to mention drug use. Uh oh. An individual recently told me that he stopped smoking weed and started having lucid dreams. Wait, stopped smoking weed? Yeah. And started having lucid dreams. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He said his dreams just got fucking insane. You know, I can believe that because especially if, if I get stoned before I go to bed, I'm like a corpse. I'm yeah. dead. It's the best. 
and it's wonderful. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My really brain horrible. is working all the time. I don't want it too well in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, I went to bed last night and did not get stoned before bed and just had like really worrisome dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably affected by all this shit that's going on right now. Yeah. And it was very restless. So it's kind of better just to get that non-memorable just blackout state sleep yeah it's the best (laughs) fuck dreams so we're gonna consult sarah wilson one of those wizards over at buzzfeed she's definitely a witch a warlock or a wizard i'm sure of Mm -hmm. it maybe a vampire could be steve what's the first question we have here on our quiz have you dreamed about being naked in public Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, yes and it doesn't get any easier okay maybe a few times nope never okay i have i have had that dream a couple, two, three times. Okay. A couple, two, three. I don't, I don't say, I'm not going to say enough to say yes, and it doesn't get any easier. I'm going to say maybe a few times. I remember especially one time I had a dream uh, where I went to a Toys R Us in the butt nude. Yeah. As an adult or as a child? I think I was probably about 11 or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. as an adult, that would be... Yeah. 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 Scandalous. Scandalous. According to, to this, that's 31% of people said maybe a few times. I... Say nope, never. I really haven't. Not had that oh, naked 56% dream. Fifty-six huh? percent of people say nope, never. Interesting. I thought that I, was a common ass dream to it, have. Of like apparently being naked. it is, but I like. I it's always know. in movies and shit. It is. Yeah. People are always having that dream where they're naked in front of a big crowd of people, and I think I just don't care if yeah. I'm naked in front of a big crowd of people. So yeah. it's just not a dream I would have. Like. It would be more of a nightmare for the people, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that average size circumcised penis. Oh, my God. It's it's so normal. <laughs> when it's flaccid, it's like a little button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, do you ever dream that you can fly? You got three choices. Yes, love those dreams. Maybe a few times or no, I am earthbound in my dreams. I... For the longest time, was earthbound in my dreams. Really? And then I, a few years ago, had my first dream where I flew. Really? Yeah. So and this is not like a, you've done it forever. No, kind of maybe thing. a few times. Interesting. 37% of people I'm going to say, say maybe a few times for me as well. Was it an enjoyable experience for you? Yes, I it realized was really it was the first time I'd ever realized I was in a dream and did something about really? it. Really? Yeah. Because I've realized I'm in dreams a lot, but yeah, yeah. I never was like, oh, wait, I could fly then yeah Yeah. if i'm dreaming then fuck it i'll do this and then off i went that's pretty cool i've had dreams where i've flown and then also dreams where i just do like really long jumps almost like (laughs) what superman was supposed to originally do yeah you know yeah pretty fun stuff i well maybe we'll get to it all right I, I I often have dreams where I'm trying to punch something and my punches are oh, just yeah. like that's, slow. That's and, one of my most yeah. frequent things that yeah. happens. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's trying to like defend myself. Yeah. Uh, one one that hits me a lot. Maybe I mentioned this recently. I can't remember. Did I tell you about like the wasp and stuff landing on my hands? No. I have dreams a lot of times about like a stinging insect, like a bee or a wasp. Yeah. Landing on my fingers. Oh. And I can't shake it off. Like I try to shake it oh. off and I'm like that I'm stuck in cement, like I can't move kind of thing. And I think it all stems back to this one time years and years and years ago. I was probably maybe 18 or so. Mm-hmm. I was still living at home. And there was a wasp nest out on my mom's back porch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll go get that thing. So I went out there and like sprayed it with some spray. And this wasp came out of it and made this beeline Straight nah, from my finger that was on line. the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> hey. 
straight from my finger that was on the trigger of like the spray. Yeah. And it landed directly on my finger and stung me immediately. Yeah. And the problem was, is I was I was wearing a ring on that finger. Oh no! Yeah. So Fucking my, my, my shit! My finger started to swell up, and this is on like my right hand, like on my picking hand. And it, it landed on my my index finger. It started swelling up immediately. Yeah. And I was, again, I was wearing a ring. It's like that yeah. can very seriously yes lose your finger doing yep. that. So we had to get like bolt cutters and like uh-huh. cut my ring off. It was oh. it was like a silver ring too. Jesus. So I think that that's one of those things that kind of stuck with me because it really did freak me the fuck yeah. out. Because like, oh shit, I'm that about is to lose on my fucking fingers. Stressful event. Yeah. So I do have dreams a lot of times where I can't get a bug off of my hands. Huh. It's very annoying. I, I do not like that at all. Can you breathe underwater in your dreams? Oh. Mm, okay. Yes. Through the power of dream physics. Mm. Sometimes, but not always. Okay. No. Dream water is the same as in real life. Not sure. I don't really dream about things like swimming. I'm going to say no dream water is the same as in real life. I have had many a drowning dream. Which really? I, yeah. I'm like, I'm a little, I'm just going to say a little bit like, what would you call it? Aquaphobic, hydrophobic, yeah. you know? I don't really which like Which means either in, you're afraid of water or you shed water. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Not a huge fan of being in them waters, especially when my feet can't touch and stuff. Yeah, I always like have that. had a problem with that. So yeah, yeah. I, I do have a drowning. Have you ever undertaken a swim that was longer than you no, thought never. it was going to I've be? I've never put myself in that situation. I've done that. And Don't it even remind sucked. me about it. Dude, it's the kind of thing where you know, whenever I do these like cruise gigs where we play uh-huh. on these cruise ships with rock bands and stuff, I kind of have to put it out of my head. Yeah. I, I bet. I kind of have to be like, there are lifeboats. I won't we have will to probably swim. survive. It would take a long time for the boat to go under, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually too drunk to worry about it on those gigs, though. <laughs> Honestly, like we just stay fucked. I'm up. too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> exactly. Um, I <laughs> don't have. I I don't think I've ever uh swam in a dream. I really? Don't if I have, it's just it didn't stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Interesting. Uh, All right. Twenty six percent of people say that dream water is the same as in real life, like huh. you. Yes, yeah, me. But fifty uh, percent of people, holy cow, have not swam in their dreams. So I thought I'm that pretty these things were super common. I thought so too, but like I knew that I hadn't experienced them. But I thought like you just you know from TV and stuff, you think oh well most yeah, dreams common. are pretty yeah, yeah. huh? <laughs> Steve, have you ever dreamed that you are pregnant? <laughs> Pregante. Pregante. <laughs> yeah. Pergonant. Uh-huh. All right. Yes, and it was actually pretty cool. Yes, and it was kind of scary. Or no, I haven't had that one. Uh, I haven't. I have not had that one either. I'm a man. 51% of people. My wife, uh, she will have nightmares that she's pregnant. Yeah, Kate does too. Yeah, she because um, she, she really worries about it because she has uh, an IUD. Yeah, yeah. And she worries that if she did get pregnant with the IUD, the hormones would mess up the baby somehow. Ooh, yowza. So she always has these like fears that she's suddenly pregnant. The improvised uterine device. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful. That thing will blow up. No kidding. Uh huh. <laughs> what do we got next? If you have sex dreams, who are they usually about? Mm. Me. I was going to say, is Steve an option on here? (laughs) Just as Steve. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Yep, that's the guy. Uh, My significant other, or ex. Famous people or fictional characters. Okay. Friends, coworkers, or other people I know. Somebody that I know. (laughs) 
right? Just somebody that I still kind of know. <laughs> We're friends oh. on Instagram. Oh, Goatia. So close to Goatsy. Um, imaginary <laughs> people who don't exist IRL. I actually don't dream about anyone that way. Okay. Don't get all hearty, hearty about it. Jeez. Wow. Holier than now over here. <laughs> What do you I say? think I think that I have had a mix of all well most of these. Uh, I've yeah. definitely had sex dreams about my SO. Yeah. Or uh, like famous people or fictional characters. Yeah. Mainly, it's imaginary people who don't exist in real life. You know what? That me too. Yeah. Um, it's usually just <clears throat> like I don't know. It was somebody. Yeah. It's just some amalgamation of body parts, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds so weird, but I completely understand. Yeah. What you no, mean. but that's what it is. That's what it is in my dreams too. It's just. But yeah, I have. Yeah, I've experienced all of these except for the you know shitty. I don't dream about anyone that way. I mean, you know, be asexual if you want to, but yeah, sure, don't whatever. be a shit about it. <laughs> yeah. Holier than now, asshole. It says 32% people, which is the highest margin friends, is coworkers, friends, coworkers, or other, or other people. people I know. You know what? Honestly, you have to remember this always. Um, everybody masturbates, yeah. and you have crossed their mind at some point. I like to think so. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Like, everybody, everybody, like, it, there are people that I've I've been masturbating, and people have crossed my mind that I would never have sex with. Yeah. That like, I would oh, not even God, be what? interested Why? in. But it's just like, mm, all right. <laughs> right now it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep on going. Yeah. Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, listen, Why? he was a, a handsome man in his day. Benny Hill? Oh, yeah. Well, Yakety Sax is always going in my head while I'm jerking off. Man, there is a great thing you could find on YouTube of Yakety Sax overlaid with Angel of Death by Slayer. <laughs> I think you talked about that. I think I talked about that week. last yeah. week. God damn it. Well, here's an update. It's still, still awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, how often do you have nightmares? Okay. Most of my dreams are nightmares, mm -hmm. sometimes or rarely or never. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I used to have yeah. them a lot more as a kid. Really? Yeah, yeah. I would have nightmares pretty regularly, I think. Um, but now it's just... And, and the nightmares now are like the things that as a kid wouldn't have crossed my mind. The nightmare now is like my dog's sick or... My wife died or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, now... I, I can understand what you mean. Like, I'm just going to say sometimes for myself here, yeah. too. Because, like, I don't really have them that often. No, it's really rare. But the problem is, is, like, man, whenever I do, they are fucking punishing. It feels real. They yeah. are the worst. Yeah, now, like, your brain gets so good... As you age at, like, recreating the world in your head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those dreams are, they're brutal, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't I don't have them often, which is apparently the most popular well, answer at 52%. Yeah, 52% of people say sometimes. Man, it fucks me up whenever I do. Ben, do you dream about animals? Amnals. Yes, usually my pet or other friendly animals. Mm. Yes, I dream about being chased or attacked by animals. Yes, I dream that I am an Ooh, animal. Oh, wow. More off or more than one of the above. Uh, I don't really dream about animals. You know, I'm gonna say I dream about being chased or attacked by animals. That kind of goes into the wasp thing I was talking oh, about yeah, a second ago. Yeah. But I've also had dreams about being chased by like, yeah, like dogs or like really? uh, wild cats and stuff like that. In my dreams, I'm dinosaurs. always dinosaurs. I had this crazy dinosaur chase dream one time. Oh my god, <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Like, do you, did you ever play that PS1 game Dino Crisis? No, it I was, thought you were gonna say Turok. Oh, oh yeah. I did play Turok. Yeah, too. yeah, it was a uh, kind of a survival horror game with dinosaurs. 
Okay. And I had this dream where I was kind of in that. Jesus. And it was terrible. It that, was awful. Yeah. Sounds terrible. I don't think I've ever had that dream. In my dream, I'm always the one chasing. Oh, sick. But I can't Dude, catch it. Have you ever what? chased me? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. No, Holy I shit. don't think so. <laughs> That'd be sick. That <laughs> would be... <laughs> I just had this dream where I'm chasing you, but I can never catch you. It would be so poignant. So is your answer yes, and I dream I am an animal? Um, I guess I, I don't dream I'm an animal, though. I'm just the one chasing. You're like just I, Steve. Yeah. I usually, if I dream, it's about my dog. Interesting. Or other animals I've known or, you know, had in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have dreams where my, my, uh, uh, my dog that I had when I went to Russia, Buddy... Yeah. He was a super cute little dude. How do you say that in Russian now? Uh, buddy? Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not how you say the word buddy, but that's how you would say a name. Buddy. Yeah. Pardon. Pardon? Pardon. That's okay. like friend or tavarish. It's comrade. Tavarish. Mm-hmm. Comrade. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I, like I'll have dreams about him sometimes. He was a he's a cool little dude. Interesting, man. Interesting. All right, Steve. Do you ever have apocalyptic dreams, like about wars, alien attacks, or natural disasters? Yep, all kinds. Sometimes, but not frequently. Or no, not really. By the way, parin means guy. Sorry, guy. Yeah, doesn't mean friend. I all apologize. Right. Natural disasters. <laughs> Where are you at on that? Apocalypse. Um, yeah, I don't really. Um, I do have these dreams, but they're in dreams where I'll have apocalyptic type dreams. It's actually like a like a happy dream. <laughs> You're like, cool, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, like I, I've said this before, where like <laughs> I, 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 as a child, would always have the fantasy that everybody because of Omega Man where everybody else is dead and I'm the only person Whoa. and I can just use like all the cars and go into all the houses and stuff that's like, so crazy it's not something that I would really want because yeah, yeah. I would I would get lonely in I don't know an hour yeah probably sure. yeah. yeah but uh it, as a kid it was always like man that would be so cool because you could do whatever you could go anywhere like, yeah and you could I guess freedom but what would it matter <laughs> no awesome. one else is alive to tell it about like that's pretty like cool. you couldn't be like yeah i went into the pentagon today <laughs> big fucking deal yeah <laughs> nobody was there i think it's why i like uh fallout so much though because it's kind of yeah. like that where Man, everybody's dead and go over you should 100 uh, percent play fallout play so i'll say um yeah all kinds i have those dreams Awesome. I'm going to say sometimes, but not frequently, because I, I have had those dreams before where, yeah, everything is coming to some kind of like mega apocalyptic crazy end, but not that often. Not that often. Have you ever dreamed you were on stage, but you couldn't remember your lines? Mm. Yes. Plenty of times. Maybe a few times. No, I haven't had that one. I've never had that one. I haven't never, I never have. Like, I, uh, I love I love being in front of a... Yeah, I do too. That, yeah, there's no, playing or performing or whatever. Never, never I never have that fear of being on stage. No, uh-uh. Steve, have you ever dreamed your teeth were loose or falling out? Yes, too many times, maybe a few times, or thankfully no. Uh, yes, too many times, but it's actually not loose or falling out that they're crush like crushing into yeah. powder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had that as well. Yeah, I've had the crushing or the falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so. Me too. Me as well. And apparently, uh, what the hell? There's no way 55% of people say thankfully no. Wow. There's no way. Like, everybody I've ever talked to has had that dream. Yeah. 
almost everybody. Well, I mean, that's 103.2 thousand people. What the fuck? Who have never had that? It's crazy. That is wild, man. There's Weird, there's no way. I don't stuff. I don't believe that. Weird wild stuff. Have you dreamed about taking a test or having a project due that you weren't prepared for? Mm. Yes. Ugh. Maybe a few times. No, only in real life. I want to say that I have. I I yes. I have it all the time. Mostly it's I have the dream that I am in a class, but I haven't gone all semester. Oh, wow. And then I just remember it. And yeah. it's like, um, I think, I, like, I've never had that. How I don't know why it's in my head, but it's, yeah. I think because, like, for me, school was, like, the thing. Like, I always was just real good at school. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have, like, that same pressure to like I need to fucking do great at this no okay here okay here was the pressure the pressure was I don't want to be my family oh right yeah Yeah, yeah, so for me it was like existential pressure where it was like I I want to have a good life yeah yeah so I would I would just like even though like I was a pothead or like I went to school drunk one time yeah but like dommered it yeah well my my brother was in the army his friends were in and we were drinking all night and I was like fuck it's cool yeah I got on the bus, drunk as hell. It was weird. And then isn't it so fucked up that you and I have had all these like existential pressures to excel at school and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. When honestly, if we just would have stayed home and gotten like really, 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 really good at first person shooters, yeah, we'd be a hundred times more rich. Honestly, than we are. I even I even just stayed at home and written, like. There was nothing I learned in school you know what? that I mean I love school. I'm not yeah. I'm not oh, saying anything negative learning. about school, Absolutely. but there was nothing I learned in school that makes my life yeah. uh, better, I don't think. Like Dude, I I I, he, I know that the knowledge is there, but I would have yeah. sought that knowledge anyway. Yeah. Like the school didn't give me knowledge, in fact, mostly hindered me from learning good shit. Isn't it funny though? Because because basically, like I don't know about you, but as long as I was a kid and stuff like that, I was always hearing people say, "Just do what makes you happy." Oh God, do what makes you happy. We were in raised life. by these people. Yeah, that told and, I, us that. and I was like, I like to play video games. Yeah. And they're like, well, not that. Yeah, and you're like, I want to stay home, ride stories. Well, okay, yeah, not that. Yeah, not yeah, that. That's though. the same shit. They would always say that, like, yeah. do whatever, and then the moment you tell them what you want to do, they're like, don't well, do not that, that though. When yeah. actually, if I would have done that, yeah, like, dude, I'm serious. I was a fucking video game mm-hmm. prodigy when I yeah. was a kid, and you Virtuoso. could be making YouTube videos right now, I playing could, dude, on Twitch, seriously, and yes. making a fucking living. Yeah, if yeah. I just did what I fucking love doing. I remember people like somebody. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I I sound like a bitch right now. I do what I love doing for a living. Oh right yeah, now. that's true. But if I was playing video games, I would have way more money. I remember uh, a teacher telling me that people from jefferson city don't write movies wow holy shit and like i'll tell anybody listening right now people who write movies come from everywhere yeah obviously don't fucking listen to that bullshit yeah you can it doesn't matter where you are what you're doing if you want to fucking write movies write movies and guess what somebody might make it yeah do it (laughs) all right steve do you ever dream you're being chased but you can't run away um, well, as I said, I don't dream that I'm being chased. I do dream that I am chasing, but I can't catch, but not the other way around. Okay. 
Right on. So what's your answer? Is it yes, maybe, or no? No, that that's not really in my repertoire. I'm going to say too many times. I've definitely had that dream where uh. I've been like being chased. Okay, that's 49% is the answer. Yeah, uh, that's the more common. That yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, can you read in your dreams? That's an interesting. I don't really remember ever being in a situ- yeah. situation where I needed to read. I don't know if it's going to ask this, but my wife asked me this the other day. Do you ever look at your phone in your dreams? In my dreams? Uh, ooh. God, I, that's a funny question. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not sure that I she have. She doesn't either. I don't know if anybody does. That's one of those things that makes you wonder. It's like, is all of your dream kind of programming done around the world when you you know really become conscious of like yeah. what's around you because I'm stuff. looking at my phone all the time I would imagine that it would be in my dream yeah but sure maybe yeah maybe because it fo- that's that funny dream what? formation started early yeah 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 we didn't have it's phones not part there. of the dream world we didn't have phones at all then well here's the fucking question we would just then. shout out the window does that mean that like 11 year old kids do dream about their phones maybe they do that's really interesting I'd like to I know. want to know about that so huh. um. Can so, I read my dreams? I'm going to say reading doesn't really come up in my dreams. It yeah, doesn't. yeah, it doesn't for me either. I don't think I've ever read anything in my dreams. How strange. Oh, well, and 48% of people agree. So Apparently. All right, do you ever have lucid dreams where you're aware you're dreaming? Yeah. Yes, uh, and sometimes I can control what happens. Yes, but I usually wake up pretty quick, or no, dreams just kind of happen to me. Um, As I said before. Yeah, the flying thing. The right? flying thing. Yeah. I can control it happens, but it is more often that I wake up pretty quick when I realize I'm in a dream. Okay, right on. Yeah, like I'll realize I'm in a dream, and then my body's just like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> I've mentioned on the podcast a couple times my wonderful recurring dream that I have where I realize I'm in a grocery store, <laughs> and I'm in a dream, just and I smash start trash the in the store. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. That, I mean, like, uh, we... I think I may have mentioned this before, but uh, as uh, a senior in high school, me and my friends came up with the idea of a video game called Fuck Shit Up. Fuck Shit Up. Yeah, and that would be it. Like, you just go into a house and just fucking destroy shit. I'm on board. That's the game. That sounds great. Yeah. So, I'm going to say yes, and sometimes I can control what happens. It's pretty awesome. It doesn't happen all that much. Apparently, that's the most popular vote. Again, I find this hard to believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people may be lying. To themselves yeah. and to us. Could be. Could be. <laughs> what do we got next? Do you dream in color or black and white? Okay. Color, black and white, both. Honestly, I have no idea. Both for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had... Most of my dreams are in color, but I've had several that were in black and white. I can, I can really accurately remember one where I was uh, driving in a car and I got shot. Oh. And it was in black By a Tommy gun? It was if just If it was in a, black or white. It, it seems like it would be, right? Yeah. And she was just a dame who didn't give a care in this cold, dark uh-huh. world. No, it was just... Got up on her getaway sticks and left. <laughs> no, it was just some guy that shot me with a handgun. Huh. Um, and I died. And it was in black and white. But most of the time, I, I have color dreams. It was interesting this question comes up. I was really wondering, and maybe one of our listeners can contribute this uh, this answer. I know several colorblind people. Uh-huh. Do colorblind people dream in black and white or color like can you even conceptualize well, color if you've never seen it i mean uh it depends on the type of color blindness but yeah. like my my cousin is colorblind but it, it's the red green color blind he okay. still sees colors yeah just not red and green interesting so so no christmas no freddy krueger <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i would wonder i like it would just be a different color palette basically a different color palette excluding yeah, yeah. colors but they're 
Yeah, I imagine. I think so because it seems like that's all your brain. Yeah, it's all knows. it would know how to. Yeah. Yeah, because I would think I I don't know I just don't know I don't I. <laughs> what about you? Do you dream in color? Uh, I've never had a black and white dream. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, and that is the dominant. Sixty-eight percent of people dream only in color. Wow. Have you ever gotten injured in a dream? Yes, and it really hurts. Yes, and it's not painful. Just a plot point. Or no, I hope I never do. Uh, yes, and it's not painful. Yeah, I, even that dream I was just talking about where I got shot uh-huh. didn't hurt. I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to die. It's almost like I knew what was going to happen as a result of the injury, but mm-hmm. I've never had that, you know, fucking Freddy Krueger and Nancy Thomas. I just got burnt yeah. and I woke up screaming, grabbing my arm dream. I've right. never really had that. So, yeah, no. Have you ever died in a dream? Ooh. Yes, many times. Maybe once or twice. No, I've been lucky. Yes, many times. I've died in my dreams very, very, very many times. I have never. I've really? been lucky. Apparently, oh, that's the dominant answer. That is 45% of people. How wow. is yes many times only 20%? Wow. I find this hard to believe, dude. <laughs> I really, really, really do. Yeah, I've died many times. Have you ever had a dream that came true in real life? Yes, more than once, and I think I might have powers. It has happened, but not often. Nope, can't say that I have. Yes, more than once. Me too. That's crazy. Yeah, like I crazy dream, deja vus and stuff. I've uh, yeah. dream. I think I've talked about this before i've dreamed of the same house in my dreams yeah you talked about that dream and then i saw the house that has to be so fucking weird and it was so weird yeah i can't remember talking about that i think that was on the elm street episode yeah where we were talking about like our craziest dreams we've ever had that was a fun episode i remember seeing we were driving out to uh this is when i was mormon we were driving out to a singles activity that was on in like a, a cabin and as we passed the house, I was, uh, I think Holy Fard was there. Okay, yeah. Holly Ford, mm-hmm. now Holly Ford Romy, mm-hmm. who uh, is an awesome Incredible artist. Check artist. her out. Um, I think she was with us, but I, I I said it out loud. I immediately was like, I've seen that house in my dream like a million times. That's so fucked up. Like, how is that how? Because it was like exactly as it was in my dreams. And yeah. it was just out there alone by itself. It was one of those moments where I was like, am I currently in a dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Questioning. Yeah. What's fucking going on right now? Yeah. Am I in the Matrix? <laughs> Do you think that's air I'm breathing? <laughs> Do you think that's air I'm breathing? <laughs> that's the real I, question. I think. Yes. <laughs> Do okay. you have any recurring dreams? Yes. No. I used to, but not anymore. I mean, recurring themes. Yeah, like I have I, a lot of recurring themes. I think I had a few recurring dreams when I was a kid. I, I mentioned that on other shows, too, where I, I had this one recurring dream that has stuck with me my whole life that's fucking crazy uh-huh. that just freaks me out whenever I see random things that remind me of it. Yeah. But anymore, I have recurring themes where like I will either, again, have the grocery store dream or I have a dream where like I've forgotten I have to be teaching or... Yeah. Basically, honestly, the theme is like, oh shit, I'm going to disappoint some people. I forgot I have a show. Yes. I forgot I had that is my. That's for me, yeah. too. So I'm going to say I have recurring themes. So yeah. I'm going to say yes, which I, is apparently a 65% answer. Yeah, I also say yes. And yeah, I, I think, well, of course, I mean, like, we think about the same shit. We experience the same shit. Of course, our dreams are going to yeah. repeat. Seems that way. Have you ever had a dream? Oh, wait, wait. Have you ever had a child in a dream that you don't have in real life? Yes, and it was nice. Yes, it was a bit stressful. Or nope, never. No, I've never had a child in a dream ever. Uh, well, I have. I wasn't. It wasn't a nice feeling or stressful. I, okay, I'll say since it wasn't stressful, it was a nice feeling. Okay. But it was just like, oh, I have a kid. Like I just knew I had a kid. Like but, there, this kid is my kid. 
when you had your kid, it was little Stevie, meaning little Stevie <laughs> from fucking uh, Bruce, String- Bruce Springsteen's band. Yeah. Little Stevie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that was, was your kid. Like, he's older than me, but he's little Stevie. Uh, apparently, <laughs> nope, never is is the most common answer. Interesting. This is a long quiz. It really is. <laughs> and we're talking about our dreams, which people love to hear about. I think it's fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Have you ever had a dream so epic it could be a movie? Yes, those are my favorite kind. Yes, I've had one or two really memorable ones. No, how do you get those? Yeah, I've definitely had some really yeah, fucking epic dreams. Like some huge, crazy, yeah. big budget dreams for uh-huh. sure. That's 55% of the answer right there, yeah. so that's cool. Same well, I think you know we've all seen movies. Our brain plays yeah, things. Yeah, it has to. Like, I don't know if our brain plays things out the way we see them in movies or if it's because movies are structured in a way that our brain plays things out right yeah i don't know which which comes first first, chicken or the egg but it's definitely like yeah i all the time how often do you remember your dreams i usually remember the whole thing or big chunks i usually only remember little bits and pieces i rarely remember my dreams or i don't dream at all to be honest um i used to remember my dreams a lot yeah but now they're just mundane mostly rarely remember Mm, them really i usually remember the whole thing in big chunks um, it does happen to me uh, pretty frequently that I will wake up from a dream and think, did that really happen? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then seconds later, I'll basically forget it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what is going on there. Yeah. Getting old. Do you think your dreams mean anything? Okay. Yes, and I can usually decode them if I try. Okay. Yes, but it's hard to tell what they mean. No, they're just interesting pictures my brain makes up for fun. I mean, I definitely think there there are times that my brain just throws a bunch of shit around. Uh-huh. But I usually do think that they mean something and I can decode them if I try. Like typically, I mean, you know, during during times of of duress and stress, mm-hmm. I usually am having dreams about, you know, stressful things and yeah situations that are high pressure and stuff like that that I can be like, oh, well, that's happening because I'm stressed out as fuck right now. Yeah. I'll probably be having a lot of those in this time period right now. Okay. So, oh, yeah, I think, yes, usually I can decode them. Um, When I was religious yeah, and when I found uh, meaning in words and stuff, right. I would, uh, my dreams, I would try to decode them, like, a lot. Okay. Now that I don't think anything means anything right He's like, <laughs> like, hey, now that I've, my mind has shifted to everything is just chaos yeah yeah uh my dreams are more mundane they don't just I garbage th- yeah because i i think when your brain thinks that there is value to words and that there is some sort of significance significance yeah. to images and stuff that your brain like tries to repeat that in your dreams yeah it tries to repeat what you believe and if you don't believe that, then your brain's just like, okay, whatever. Then just random images, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that that can make sense. Like, I, I don't think that, that my dreams are ever necessarily telling me my future or telling me yeah. anything that, like, I'm not aware of. Right. I usually just think that it's just like, well, you know, the background noise in my brain is happiness or stress. Yeah. Or whatever. So that's what comes out in my dreams. So I don't necessarily think that it's that whole like, 
oh, fucking Jesus is telling me something tonight while I was dreaming. Like, <laughs> I don't really think that that's the thing. I had one very, like, Jesus-y dream. Yeah? Um, like, a, a little before I became Mormon. Yeah. It was super Jesus-y. It was like, uh, I was on this road, and uh, it was actually... Uh, Interstate 40. Okay. Not yeah. far from here. High 40. Um, and all the cars were going toward Knoxville, and I was in a car going the opposite way. So it was like a disaster movie. I'm going to go back thing. to Jefferson City, away yeah. from these heathens in a big city of yeah. Knoxville. And in the median, there was this real tall Jesus. Tall uh, Jesus. Pointing the way I was going. Yeah. And I took that to be significant because I had just. Uh, started investigating Mormonism. Oh. I took that to mean, yeah, I'm going the right way. You go back home, yeah. boy. Walk on home, boy. <laughs> Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> so the disappointing thing about this quiz is it doesn't give you like a, yes, you're an avid streamer. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we got some feedback on every question, though. Uh, that yeah, was good. I, I'm going to say on average, it seemed like I was pretty average. Yeah. yeah. I would say on average, most people are pretty average. You know what? <laughs> I think that's about right. <laughs> But it's interesting to explore that stuff, and it's fun to think about. And I'll I'll tell you, like, whenever movies have that weird, dreamy feel, uh-huh. that dream logic, like things don't necessarily line up in any kind of logical storyline, mm-hmm. linear kind of format, but it makes sense to me on a subconscious level. I usually really like that, and that's something that. That's something that Phantasm has in a way, and I would say that the first time that I encountered that was probably like whenever I watched, like let's say Mulholland Drive or Blue Velvet. Yeah, that was my buddy old Brandon Suttles who Mm -hmm. introduced me to many a movie. I think those are some of the first movies that I watched where I was like, man, I feel like I'm fucking dreaming. Yeah, watching this movie, and it's really impressive to me whenever a director can conjure that up because you mm-hmm. spend so little of your life yeah in that surreal nonsensical dream world yeah it's really impressive for a person to be able to get behind a camera and talk to actors and be like hey this is exactly what a dream is like yeah. act like this and we'll shoot it like this and uh-huh. it'll feel like a dream like to me that's that's very impressive yeah because you have so little experience in that arena and yet you're recreating it. It's like yeah. seeing a zebra once and then drawing a pretty great, accurate yeah. representation of it. Like so, it. It looked like a horse, but it had stripes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that it's pretty impressive whenever directors can kind of conjure that up. And I would say that Phantasm, I think, appeals to a lot of people because it has the, quite a lot of that. Mm, kind does it? it it's an accident that it does. It might be. That's it the thing. It definitely is an accident. Well, let me ask you, Steve, before we get into it, was this the first time you've seen this movie? Um, I didn't think so. And then I watched it, and I was like, I don't think I have seen this movie before. Really? Or it didn't stick in my memory. That is really interesting, yeah. especially considering how long you've been watching horror Yeah, flicks. and it's a, a real popular one. So I feel yeah. like I probably did see it. It just didn't stick in my memory. And I think the reason why is it's nonsensical and impossible <laughs> to follow like what would i have remembered about it that yeah. there was a tall man there was a tall man and it's true who is a space alien uh, from a really planet disgusting with this a movie, heavy though. gravity yeah and he's t- taking corpses and turning them into little people to work yeah. as slaves on his planet yeah 
And he also has a, a ball with a spike for some reason. He, no, yeah. And he has a lot of different superpowers. Yeah, that's true. And there's a there's a kid who looks like a 40-year-old woman. And an, an ice cream man. And an ice cream man who I, I think is supposed to be a cool guy, but comes off as a child molester. Uh, he's a little molesty. And then there's the older brother who's really into guns and uh, so self-assured that he walks into a bar, says something to a woman, and seconds later is going to go fuck her in a cemetery and never questions it. He never goes like, why would she... Well, this is a little odd, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just said hi to her and she was like, want to go fuck in a cemetery? Like, I guess so. That seems about normal. I mean, I, I wish we lived in a world where that was normal, where people saw somebody they wanted to have sex with and they just said, hey, you want to go fuck yeah that, that's a pretty cool world seems pretty easy to go with but it in the world we currently live in it would be like there's something wrong with that person most yeah. likely yeah probably so <laughs> steve i think before we get any deeper into this we need to crack open another, we do another we need to crack here. open a beer before the great people at Black we insult Farms. all of our wonderful fans who love this movie <laughs> <laughs> so this is their boundary tree it is a Hoppy Belgian-style ale. Okay. This describes itself as a this hop-forward Belgian-style ale. Features notes of citrus fruit that complement its bready malt undertones. <laughs> a soft bitterness. Boy! Boy! Reminiscent of orange marmalade. Oh. Balances delicate gitchy, spice gitchy, notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that result. Mocha chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> a warm fermentation. 6.5% ABV. Let's find out what this thing is about. I think that sounds like it could be pretty nice. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Everybody's favorite part of that lady. That is definitely the best was, part. Is that Missy says that? No, Lil' Kim. Oh, it's Lil' Kim. Yeah, because they have like, they show oh, off oh, their oh, vocal oh, range oh. and then it gets to Lil' Kim. And of course, oh, oh, she doesn't oh, have oh. any vocal range. So. <laughs> Man, that song got played just a really, yeah. really strange amount of times yeah, back it was in the day. All over the place. Yeah. Boy, it was, let me give you a little bit more of that. It was really big. This is definitely a little bit more amber-colored than the last yeah. one. Yeah, It's feet away from me, but I can still smell it. It has a little bit of a Belgian-y spiciness yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. It smells Belgian-y. Yeah. It looks mm. pretty nice. Okay, let's try it out. Let's here. find out about that thing. I hope that it's good. I like their label design on their cans and stuff, I by do the too. way. It's very pretty. How's that treating you? That is interesting. It's different than... I like it. Because the hops... Oh. They're kind of citrusy... And then there's that smokiness of the the Belgian yeah. style. It's kind of wow. like a, I, don't know. I can't really describe that. That doesn't yeah, that doesn't necessarily taste different. like any any Belgian that I've had. That the aftertaste. Okay, if you concentrate on it, the aftertaste is almost. Um, there's there's a peppermint green tea that we get oh, sometimes. Okay. It's odd. It's not really necessarily minty flavored, but the aftertaste tastes like a peppermint green tea, and I don't know why. I can taste can that. Can you taste that? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like a coolness to it. There is. There's like a, a like a an herbal that tea, tea kind of sort of flavor to it as well. That is very unique. I like it. And also for six and a half, that's extremely smooth. Oh yeah, real smooth, very yeah, drinkable. Yeah. Interesting. And Way again, not cloyingly sweet. Yeah, like a lot of Belgians tend to be. I, yeah, I can't. The sweeter the beer. Well, I don't know, though. That Lagunitas brown sugar is fucking amazing. Oh, man, it's so God good. Damn. It's so good. All right, Steve, so tell me a little bit about the production of this movie, because this is one yeah. of those movies that is kind of a 
real success story in terms of the mm-hmm. fact that this movie cost $300,000 to make and made $12 million, yeah. which, don't get me wrong, these days, if a movie makes $12 million, it's like flush it down the fucking toilet. <laughs> but you got to think, $12 million in what, 1978? $79. $79? Well, yeah. that's, that's a lot of money, it's especially lot of money. considering it came from 300000 Yeah, for real. Um, so Don Coscarelli, basically, they shot this over a year. A year? Yeah. A U- whole uh-huh. year. Utilizing the, the loophole of if you rent the the camera on Friday, yeah. you get it for the weekend. That's amazing. So they would... So cheap. That's like yeah. a Kevin Smith, like, clerk's tactic. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah, totally. But a whole year. Um, and they, Wow. They didn't exactly... Like, they had a... Script? Question, <laughs> Question mark? It's more of an outline idea. <laughs> more of, of more of a bar napkin with some yeah. words on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, the the thing about making a movie is, uh, you have a person called a script supervisor who's extremely important in reminding you of where you are in the script, like what what you've shot up to this point. Yeah. Um. Uh, who will point out things like inconsistencies and things yeah, and be like, no, 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 we said this, like right. we, we we changed that line here, so we need to now repeat that yeah. instead of. See uh, that that to me, this didn't have that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, and when you put it that way, when you look at it from that angle, and you look at it from the angle of this took a whole fucking year to make. Yeah. Weekend to weekend. Yeah. Which I'm sure that they they missed some in there too. Obviously. Oh, for sure. It wasn't yeah. literally a year. Of yeah, I'm sure there movie. were holidays and things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, this is in the era of film. Uh huh. So if you were doing this on digital, oh no problem. It's doable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could go back. Your and editor's keep up. gonna hate you, but oh god, fine. Be awful. It's fine. But you could still go back through and be like, okay, what did we shoot? fucking four months ago yeah let's watch this film that we shot yeah oh i can't do that because it's on film yeah exactly whereas you know if you were shooting this on uh you know a a, a damn red camera or on your iphone or what the hell ever immediately watch it back yeah i'd be like okay no we said this earlier yeah we got this shot yeah we Mm -hmm. didn't get this shot let's go back and get that it would be very easy, but in the days of film, where, yeah. like you said, everything tougher. has to be developed, yep. holy shit, how the fuck do you keep track of yeah. everything you've done or not done? And There's you, no way. You didn't want to rush the processing of the film either, because then you might get your, yeah, your colors ruined. all fucked up yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so like, yeah, and, and they obviously wouldn't have had money to process the film most of the time. They would sure. have been waiting until they were done yeah. to figure out what they were going to actually process. Yeah, absolutely so. So the disjointed feel of a lot of this movie you're saying probably comes from the fact that... Yeah, it's an accident. It wasn't intentional. But, I mean, in filmmaking, sometimes you get those beneficial accidents. Happy accidents. Yeah, where the thing that, you know, you think is fucking up your movie is actually giving it some substance. Because this movie only has that dreamlike quality to fall back on. Right. Because the... You know, there's no, there's no explaining the story. No. So if it's not a dream at the end, it's just a failed attempt at a movie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of needs that dream. Yeah, ending. it needs that. That's interesting because I see a lot of people kind of criticize the ending, but you're you're kind of right. It's like without well, it's it, the it's only like, well, way, what yeah. the fuck was it really? It's the only way to end it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made any sense. Uh, Coscarelli, we've also done one of his other flicks. We did Bubba, Bubba Hotep, Hotep yeah. here on the show a uh-huh. couple months ago. 
Which was a really depressing but good episode. It was. <laughs> What's Don Coscarelli done to us? I think that he's done uh, some Beast Mastering. Yeah, he did make Beast Master, and I loved that movie as a kid. I haven't seen it as an adult. Yeah. I kind of want to preserve just loving it. Maybe it's like that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. I bet since it was on fucking you know, TBS USA. or USA, yeah, yeah. Like on a Saturday afternoon uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah, that's when I remember watching it, is just watching it on USA or TBS or something. It's yeah. kind of in that same era as, like, Crawl. Crawl? Crawl? Uh-huh, yeah. Crawl, Conan, shit. all that shit. I loved those. Yeah, man. I don't know, like... They Crawl's were, weird. It's very it's weird. It's really yeah. weird. There was a lot of... uh, A lot of buff, barely clothed dudes aimed at little boys oh yeah ladies. i mean fucking he-man all that stuff yeah yeah that was kind of the ideal wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> so if if uh you know those people out there that complain about the millennials all the time uh, the ones that believe that you choose to be gay or whatever uh-huh. uh well then you made us that way <laughs> 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 like you, you're the ones that were showing us the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. barely wearing any clothes. Oh, that's what a man looks E-Man like. Not wearing any clothes. That's what a man looks like. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I saw this movie for the first time probably I think a year ago, hmm. and uh, it was a day where we had a ironically a funeral to oh. attend out in Greene County. It uh-huh. was a. Uh, it was one of my, God. What was the connection? My wife's grandfather's. Your wife. Uh, sister-in-laws, I think it was. It's kind of distant. I think that's your fifth cousin. Fifth cousin. Yeah. I got it, mm-hmm. yeah. So we went to the funeral, and then we came back home, and uh, we got in an altered state and watched this movie. Uh-huh. If I recall, uh-huh. and I, I may be wrong, but if I recall, whenever we watched this movie the first time, I think I just had a, a drink or two, and I want to say that my wife got kind of stoned while we were watching it. Yeah. And at the end of the movie... You know, I was really excited to watch it and stuff. Yeah, we've had so many requests. People yeah, love and the it's movie. like a classic and all uh-huh. that. At the end of the movie, I was like, what the hell was this about? Uh-huh. And my super stoned wife was like, man, I thought it was sick. Uh-huh. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I'm like, really? And this time, you know, we, we, we watched it the other night, and we just had like a drink or two or something like yeah. that. And we were both like, what is this about then? <laughs> what is this about all of a sudden? What? <laughs> What's all this then? <laughs> Oi. Oi. Oh, you had a silver bowl, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. It's a really, really strange movie, Steve. It's and I, very I watched the I watched the remastered version. Yeah, the one on Shutter. Yeah. Uh actually I rented it on oh. uh Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I rented it on I rented it on there and it was the remastered one, which I, I guess JJ Abrams had yeah. a hand in, right? JJ Abrams uh <laughs> is a big fan of Phantasm. In fact, says Captain Phasma is named after Phantasm. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Whenever he saw the production design for the chrome armor of Phasma uh-huh. or the would be Phasma, he was like, Oh, it's like the balls in Phantasm. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um I understand why J.J. Abrams would be a big fan of this. Yeah. A bunch of people told me it was good and it was a letdown. Okay. Like every J.J. Abrams thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, Uh though. A lot of uh, uh, dangling plot threads that don't go anywhere. Uh, Some twists and turns. Some twists for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. J.J. Abrams basically like... 
his model is his model of of story development yeah. is um he will basically spout out a story until someone says and then this happens and he goes no <laughs> a different thing than the thing you thought was going to happen happens <laughs> and that's a story yeah that's it. like like he it's like he he's telling a story and it's like if you just keep down the path you're going on this is a good story yeah and he's like no i don't like that you think you know what's happening now it's something different. It's different. <laughs> it's not Wrath of Khan. <laughs> it is. That is. That it's it Wrath of, of Khan. Is, though, That's really. exactly Wrath yeah. of Khan. <laughs> They're not in uh, Purgatory. Turns out they, they are. They kind though. of are, though. They is are, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that that is the thing. Is like whether you look at at Lost or, or whatever. Uh-huh. There are a lot of things where they are intriguing. Yes. Either visually or metaphorically. Uh-huh. And you feel like, oh, this is significant. Let's go that way. That's real interesting. And, and then he's nothing like, no, happens. No, fuck that. <laughs> Maybe we just don't instead. Yeah. Isn't it enough that you felt intrigued? Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so I can see his involvement in this and see how it definitely influenced a lot of, yeah. his, of his filmmaking and stuff. Yeah. I want you to try to give me a, a summary of the story of this, Steve. Okay. Give me a summary. Wrap it up. Give me like maybe maybe let's say five to ten sentences. Can uh, you do it? Okay. Can you put Keanu Reeves in it? Oh, okay. I will. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna put Keanu Reeves in it. Honestly, okay. there's about as much wooden acting as a <laughs> Keanu Reeves fucking flick. I mean, if Keanu movie. was asked to be in the movie, he'd be like, "No, everybody's biting my style." <laughs> yeah, there's too much of me here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Summary. So a tall man who's supposed to intimidate us, but isn't intimidating, um, and looks like a cigar store Indian. Cigar store Indian. Okay. Uh-huh. He runs a funeral parlor. Yes. And is an alien. Is an alien. Now, this is what Trump's talking about. These aliens coming and taking our jobs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Got to build right. that wall yeah. around tall man planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tall man. Uh, apparently has tons of powers yes that basically involve him being able to do whatever he needs to do in the moment kind of anything yeah like the original writing of Superman right yes what does Superman need to do right now have cold breath okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe that then yeah Um, (laughs) he finds out that a kid saw him being an alien yeah and so he is trying to kill the kid, I guess, because the kid is going to disrupt his dwarf slave factory. He doesn't really tell anybody, though, so so he just kind of gets nosy about it. Yeah. It's... At times, this movie <laughs> is, like, on the precipice of being funny. Like yeah, I know. It's almost the burbs. I know. And watching it from the perspective of knowing that this is the guy that made Bubba Hotep. Yeah. You know he was probably wanting some humor in it. You know that he likes things that are funny. Yeah. And I mean, even like the scene in Bubba Hotep, like with the scarab. Yeah. That like shows up and he has to like razzle it and stuff. Oh my God. I didn't even realize. There's total shades of that in this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so it makes you wonder. It's like, is he kind of maybe making fun? 
fun of horror at that time in the mid late seventies? Maybe he was. If if so, like boy, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. It's really hard to I tell. I mean, there times. are some good comedic moments. For instance, when uh, the kid, what's his name again? Mike. Mike. So yeah. when Mike shows, uh, a J- Jody is the Jody, older brother, yeah. right? That's a confusing thing. Jody is obviously the appropriate younger brother name. Yeah, that w- yeah, and Mike would fit to the older brother yes, better. You do not name your eldest born child Jody. No. That's not possible. There's some Jodys out there like, hey, fuck you, pal. <laughs> I'm going I'm to stick my older brother on you. <laughs> I'll tell him. I, I bet the doctor right now is like, hey, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My name's Jody. <laughs> Oi. I did Australian there because <laughs> her accent is a little different. Yeah. But I can't do it. Okay. So I just went with Australian. <laughs> anyway, so uh, tall man's trying to kill this kid for no reason and failing at it, despite the fact that he has magical powers, powers and, and a powers. dwarf army. Yeah. Um, and then the Turns kid and his happen? brother uh, defeat him by... Tricking him into a mine shaft. Oh, wait. None of that happened. It was a dream. And that's the story. That's the story. The story... Anytime a story ends with, oh, wait, none of that happened, it's like, well, why the fuck did you just tell me the story? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Most of the time, it's like, well, then you just wasted my time and yours. It, it worked for Elm Street Part 1. It does. It does work on Elm Street Part 1. It does work from time to time. Yeah. But... Most of the time, and and just like we said, the reason why it happens in this is to just cover for the fact that the story makes no sense. It's very, very, very disjointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then it just makes it dreamlike, and it's like, well, okay, it was kind of like Giallo. Yeah. Kind of like Argento, and this is yes. definitely biting on Argento's penis. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely feel that. And I think that I watched this movie around... Well, no, I think that I had watched a bunch of Argento flicks and Italian flicks, Mm -hmm. you know, classic 70 Giallo stuff before I watched this one. And you can definitely, definitely, definitely see the influence. Uh, Again, the the dreamlike feel, the weird uh, inhuman dialogue in a lot of points, Mm -hmm. the the bad acting, the soundtrack. The soundtrack's great. The soundtrack is awesome obvious goblin worship and uh-huh. I would criticize that except that I worship goblins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You you can uh, definitely tell that they are trying to do goblin. Absolutely. But they're succeeding they're at making pretty a pretty good. damn good version of goblin. They're doing pretty damn good yeah. at it. They really, really are. The theme to this is really honestly one of my favorite like horror themes yeah. ever. I think Have you done it fucking, on your channel? Fuck yeah, I've done okay. it on Weekend Wank Shop. Yeah. I did that I think last year. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, kind of like a fingerstyle arrangement of how to play That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, check it out on the YouTube channel. I love the theme to this. But then even all the auxiliary music and stuff, that beer's good, isn't it? It is. It's really interesting. I like, I like it, it a lot. The more, the more I try it, the more it's uh, it's growing on me. I me like too. It a lot. Again, the dryness is what that I like. Dry, yeah, the dryness. It's not too sweet. Yeah. So the, the, the main theme is great. All the auxiliary music and stuff is really cool, too. It's uh-huh. not... I don't know. It, it's dated in that it sounds seventies, obviously, but it's not like over the top ridiculous, like fucking oh, it's disco, yeah, kind of thing. What about when those two dudes, uh, Reggie and Jody, are just tearing it up on the porch? They get a jam on. They do. They get their jam on. That does seem to be impromptu too, because it doesn't. There's no reason for it. 
Well, other than to make sure that the movie was the length of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Because, I mean, yeah, you've got you've got Jody out there on the porch. Yeah. He's playing some really nice Fender gear. He's got himself a Strat. He's got himself, yeah. I think it was a, maybe a Deluxe or a Twin. I can't Kicking remember. It. All right. Great amp. Like an amp that you would go and pay fucking an arm and a leg for these days. Yeah. He's out there jamming on the porch. Uh-huh. Reggie, the ice Reggie. cream man, looking a whole lot like Clint Howard, yeah. slightly more handsome brother. Yeah, handsome Clint Howard. Handsome Clint Howard uh-huh. shows up, the ice cream man, and they just start jamming. And I'll tell you, they're they're both playing. Yeah. They're both actually playing. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, because yeah. it seemed to me like, oh, they're, they're actually playing that song. They really are. They really are. And like Reggie's got some cool licks. Like He's playing inside the chords and stuff. Yeah. Actually pretty damn good. He comes along and fucking nails it. It seems like that <laughs> I see scene. why you would throw that into yeah. your mishmash movie. Yeah, it's like, both of you guys can jam? Sick, dude. Let's put it in the yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a Saturday. I've got this camera for another day. Might as well record I'm you guys just up. jamming. Let's go for it. Uh huh. <laughs> and then Reggie says, "We're hotter than love." Hotter man. than love, man. What? What? <laughs> and uh, I think that whole scene is just basically there to show the tuning fork. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't like, which is there for reasons. Yeah, it's there to tell us later that that those two metal poles are basically a tuning fork that opens up this dimension to other wherever planets. yeah because because so there that's you go that's it that yeah. is the reason because reasons they show it again like when yeah. reggie sees those things it like flashes back to him with the tuning fork and it's like okay cool that, that does happen like you i what? mean what what did it explain <laughs> what, what what is it yeah, it, not really much, honestly. And, I mean, and, you know, I, I feel like an ass because I feel like criticizing it for that. But then at the same time, I've spent so much time on this show being yeah. like, man, I love it sometimes and stuff isn't explained. Yeah, that okay. I can... There's a fine line. There's a fine line. There's a fine line where um, if you make something important... yeah. It either needs to be important in the fact that it stands alone as a as a weird moment or important for the whole story. Yeah. But the tuning fork thing, they try to have their cake and eat it too. That would have been just a weird zoom in on the tuning fork. And that yeah. would have just been like, oh, that's surreal. Right. But then when they bring it back later, it's like, oh, that was supposed to mean something? Well, but that's where I, I wonder where the whole this whole thing is... Mike's dream thing comes yeah. into play when when you factor in that all that stuff involving that portal gate thing that was just a tuning fork was just part of his dream well he would have seen his brother and Reggie jamming and tuning up and using that tuning fork so mm-hmm. him seeing that the tuning fork is part of the portal or whatever is just kind of like residue of shit he saw in real life uh-huh okay so it's like maybe that's all the sense it has to make. And or again, maybe they made it over the course of a whole fucking year when they were all they tripping were like, balls. I don't fucking no. And that's it. Like <clears throat> I'll I'll just I'll relate it to something that I'm currently going through. We Kay. haven't we haven't posted uh, a new video in a couple weeks. We've been yeah, going yeah, through some shit. To. Yeah, there's been some shit going on. But we do have a video that I have been working on. Right. Um that is a, a different thing than we've ever done. Yeah. And so I'm having to learn a completely new genre, and what I when I look at it, at at what it is currently, yeah, I think, boy, that shit doesn't make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I've only been working on it a couple weeks. If I had been doing it a year, I'd be like, well, somebody's going to fucking see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I worked on this for, for a year. year. A whole year. Now Fuck I'm going to edit it, and you're going to fucking watch it. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, though, how somebody can pursue something like this for an entire year with no clear objective in mind? Right. And then at the same time, it's like you and I have had so many perfectly good ideas. and we're like, like We've never followed like, through yeah. on. It's like, I don't know, though. Maybe it's not exactly perfect. <laughs> to, to have that level of dedication to a bad idea. I know. And then is, become the president of the United States of America. The, yeah, there you are. It's phenomenal. Uh-huh, and you just have a, you have a butthole-looking mouth. Yeah. And your son is probably going to go to jail. And you've offended thank God, and literally everybody, but they don't care. I've said thank God twice in this episode. Yeah. I never say that <laughs> because one, I don't believe in God yeah but uh, why I just keep saying it I don't know <laughs> am, am I converting <laughs> but no it's interesting to think about though how like you said it's like we have all these great ideas and we're like oh I don't know though yeah because it a doubt in my mind it might yeah, not make sense yeah because <laughs> we as people who've created stuff and shown it to people know you should think about it yeah, maybe think about it. <laughs> like when you're a five-year-old and you run up and say, I wrote this story, and your mom's like, oh, that's great. Do you have a fever? Are you tripping balls? Yeah, your mom won't say that to you. Yeah. Other people will be like, that's, that doesn't make sense. It's not good. Yeah. But and then that, sometimes you put it out and it becomes a beloved cult classic. And this is what happened. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> Can here. you imagine yeah. being the person who's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh, fuck this, Fuck I it, guess. let's make a movie for you. And then year. everybody's like, that is the greatest thing. And you're like, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> Because I don't know what it is. How do I repeat that? And that's why Don Coscarelli didn't become like the biggest horror director because it was an accident in a lot of ways. I kind of wonder if it's like a Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw thing where it's like, well, this just happened once. Yeah. It was great. I think, man. I mean, this this isn't up there with Texas Chainsaw, obviously. No, it's not. And Toby Hooper did make some other stuff that is better than this. But... I, I don't know. Maybe I'd say Salem's Lot is better. And this is probably about on the same level as Salem's Lot, where it's like got, got some cool hey, ideas. It's at least shorter. Yeah, that is true. It's at least shorter. It's got some cool ideas. It's got some very quality things to it, like the sure. soundtrack, et cetera. But it's also just like, and I think it did influence because um, it seems to me this is probably one of the earliest horror movies that has a. a like a, a teen as the protagonist. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. why I think a lot of people love this movie. Yeah. And kind of relate to it. And yeah, you can sure. relate to it. You yeah. watch the movie and you're like, I'm a teen. Yeah. It's like, a kid going through some shit. Mm-hmm. I right. have an older brother who does cool things and I don't know, like I want to be a part of them, but he won't let me be a part of them. I want to see the boobs that he sees and go, wow. Like he says, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's not weird at all. <laughs> I want to watch my older brother have sex with somebody. God, no. Yeah. I do not. Are you not. kidding me? I, I, that, no. I, no. I, I like to imagine my older brother doesn't even have a dick. <laughs> you know? I don't even want to fucking think about that. <laughs> I just Gross. realized that, yeah, I don't ever think about my older brother's dick. I don't want to. <laughs> you should just, somebody quote that and put it on Twitter. I don't ever think about my older brother's dick. Quote Steven Spratling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, like, what? Yeah, it's weird. Like, the kid is weird. Yeah. yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, but, but you're saying the, the relatability is here. Yeah. The I guess kind of like Carrie or something like that. Yeah. But then we get, yeah, we get, the yeah, because this is like, 
uh, I think we were talking about this before. Pre sixteen is basically the cutoff. Yeah. When yeah. you're sixteen in a horror movie, you can be killed because yeah, you want to yeah, have yeah. sex or whatever. Totally. But, but like pre that. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of movies after this that are like that. I mean, we had Fright Night. Obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would Gremlins. say they're about that age. Uh, Gremlins. Um, Although I, I don't know, he's Gremlins a little bit older. Like 30, obviously. Yeah, he was supposed to be a teenager originally. <laughs> he has the but intellect of a teenager. The Lost Boys. Yeah, Lost you know, Boys, for sure. Movies like that yeah. where, yeah, you can see yourself doing the same things if you're that age. Right. But I think because I didn't see that when I was that age, I didn't connect to this. Now watching it, it's just like... Yeah, watching it as a full-grown man. I don't know what... Like, what is this supposed to be? Right. Well, let's talk about those characters, because it's a pretty yeah. small cast kind it of is. movie. I think that there's about five people that live in this town. Yeah. <laughs> Other than uh, one black maid or whatever. <laughs> oh, what, what? That lady... Why is... Just, okay. Why is she in the movie? I don't understand. Like, she... Because she... I guess he's a maid, right? I that's the impression that I get, and, and I can only judge that by the fact that she's kind of in a maid outfit. Yeah, she's and in all one she does scene. Is she's yeah, she's in one scene, and and it's for like a stupid jump scare for no reason. <laughs> and I love too that in 1970, what'd you say? Eight seventy nine. A jump scare could be. Oh, sweet Lord, a black person. That's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> in my house? Yeah, that's my problem with it. That is my problem with it, is that's what it comes yeah, off as. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is that, it, like, because we don't know why she's there. She, there's no explanation of her character. Well, she's and there the to, fear seems to just be that it's a black woman. Well, she's obviously there to try to clean that jean jacket out of the garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they really fucked up his Canadian tuxedo, didn't Dude, they? I can't even begin to imagine as a homeowner what would happen if I put a denim jacket down a garbage disposal. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. It'd be it a would. lot of cleanup there. It would be, for sure. So the characters of this movie, we've got the older brother, the inexplicably named Jody, Jody. Uh-huh. who, okay, here's the thing about this movie. Apparently the original cut was like three hours long. Yeah, Jesus. And there was a lot of stuff cut out. Like apparently with the, the black maid lady, there was a lot of scenes with her that were filmed. Oh, okay. So and, there would have been some explanation. Yes. Okay. But basically, you know, it's a bunch of young filmmakers and they were like, oh man, we had her... In this movie, but we cut all of her scenes. Well, she still wants to be in the movie. Let's put her in this one scene. That makes no sense. I mean, it's not. Run. It's kind. It's a kindness, exactly. But it's but it not. Doesn't make sense yeah, at you all. gotta. You gotta kind of cut kindness out yeah. when you're trying to create something. There was a lot of additional stuff that was apparently cut out of this movie. Okay. There was stuff about Jody being in like a band. Because do you remember like early in the movie? Some friend like shows up to their house and like, how you been doing? He's like, I've been on the road a lot. Yeah, that guy does like that, just just that guy. He's, he's just there, for there one scene. so yeah. that they can dump some exposition. Exactly, it's exposition and Jody guy. can say, yeah. Jody can say, <laughs> this is real weird. Boy, I just don't get off on funerals. Yeah, man. I don't get off on funerals. Who man. the fuck gets off on funerals? Man, I love a funeral. What the fuck? Dude, I just love a funeral. Like, if you feel like you need to explain that you're not a necrophiliac, <laughs> you're a necrophiliac. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of necrophilia, just sidebar here. He, he tries to fuck somebody in a cemetery later. I He's think a necrophiliac. That this is, once again, as we were talking about for the entire month of November, uh-huh. where we clearly had the lobbyists at Big Necrophilia... <laughs> 
<laughs> pushing tons of money into these movie makers' hands to be like, look, make dead people look sexy. Just these people are dead. Sexy. I want to make them sexual dead. I want them to look better after they died. <laughs> I think that we had big necrophilia putting the fingers in this one, they too. They must like, have. You know what you should make the popular sex joint in the town? The cemetery. <laughs> the cemetery. That's where everybody goes to We're trying fuck. to make dead hot. We're big necrophilia. <laughs> And then they just padded those pockets, dude. Big Necro, man. That was the only place in this fucking town to go and hook up. Is B- Big Necro sounds like it must it's be WCW a WCW wrestler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both. A like, WCW wrestler that Who's a rapper, yeah. <laughs> Big Necro. Big Necro. Like... <laughs> Like, first off, that does just sound like something you would call Undertaker. Yeah, Big Necro. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's a Big sense. Necro. I have another casket back, weirdo. <laughs> like he does. Yeah, buried alive. Okay. He tends to do these mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff cut out about Jody's story, but he's basically the older brother who is just trying to take care of his younger brother, but he doesn't really give a fuck about him. No, he's he's like, I I just kind of want to leave and leave him with the ants. Yeah, I kind of want to leave, leave him with the ants because this little fucker follows me everywhere. Yeah. Sounds real cold, but then he does follow him everywhere. He really does, and apparently Mike is like Usain Bolt level fast. There's so many scenes in this where like Jody rolls up in that fucking sick ass Barracuda. That's so great. I I mean, that's the best part of the movie maybe is how awesome that car is. Oh my God, yes, dude. Like once I make my just ludicrous millions of dollars and I've paid off like my vet bill and the the payment on the work. So you'll have a couple hundred bucks left. Exactly. Yeah. I would really love as just like a piece of, you know, horror uh, memorabilia mm-hmm. to have a black Hemi Cuda. Yeah. Because be that great. car is sick as it fuck. It is. It really is. But there's so many scenes of like Jody rolling up in that thing and then you have Mike on foot. Right behind him. Right behind him. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. He's the fastest kid alive <laughs> and they never go into him being on the track team or anything no not really he's got a sick dirt bike that he rides through cemeteries <laughs> which by the way i think i've mentioned before i used to live next to a cemetery and uh, i yeah. would ride my motorcycle oh in the cemetery. shit yep i had a little honda 50 oh you're a little mike over here yeah so oh, i mike. didn't and by the way wasn't copying mike great minds think alike mike and i go cruising through that go cemetery. cruising in cemeteries on a motorcycle did you ever play the N64 game Cruising Cemetery? <laughs> Cruising! <laughs> Cruising Cemetery! With all the fog in the background. Yeah. Man, I played <laughs> Cruising Cruisin World one okay, time. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, fun Steven with his dad story. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, anybody who's listening Steven for the first time. With his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a sitcom. That'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't really know my dad very well. Um, my mom and dad got divorced when I was four. And yeah, whatever, my, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. My mom and dad died when Krypton exploded. I didn't want to admit it. Super Steve. Yeah. Um, but my, my dad, I don't really know. But when I was 12, uh, for some reason, he was out of jail. And he was like, oh. I want to see my boy. Mm-hmm. And so I went to uh, Georgia to see him. Um, and most of the time was spent hanging out at a bar tight. I was 12 okay. again. Yeah. And, uh, 
my time there was spent drinking cranberry juice and playing Cruisin' World. Tight. Uh, this with, could be worse. It could be. This could be worse. He also got laid one night and took me with him to the apartment. Oh. That was creepy. That Okay. That couldn't be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. But he also took me to an Atlanta Falcons preseason game. So okay, so tight. Made that was up pretty for great. It. Yeah, made up for it for sure. <laughs> Mike is weird as fuck. He's a weird fucking kid. I have I have a, a pretty interesting idea about Mike. Oh God, let's hear it. So here's the thing about third this movie. mention of God. Go ahead. Oh yeah, damn. I'm all over it. I don't know why. <laughs> You're all up on that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mike, you know. He is he's traumatized by the recent death of his parents. Mm-hmm. At the very first of the movie, we have their friend Tommy that also dies. Yep. And then dies fucking in a cemetery. Fucking which in a cemetery. Thanks, just, big necrophilia. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> and you know, then later on at the end of the movie, it's kind of revealed that this whole trauma is brought on by the fact that also his older brother Jody died in a car crash. Which yeah. we didn't we see didn't or anything. see. Yeah. So all like when does it When's the dream start? Yeah, I when don't does know. the dream start? Yeah. But throughout the course of this movie, we see Mike display so much crazy deviant behavior. Yeah. He's a real hoodlum. Let's just kind of think about some of the stuff that he does. Uh he bites a man. He does. He bites a man which produces tons of like suspiria, red paint, marinara uh-huh. sauce blood. Time to make the pizza blood. Uh huh. <laughs> he ruthlessly, without even hesitating, chops a man's fingers off that are caught in a door. Yeah. Slams a man's hand he in the door. He does. Like, I mean, off. no he hesitance. Was, he was trespassing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He busted into that building. He broke an Busted right. into a building. Yeah. The worst thing he knows about the guy is that he's strong Picked enough up a to coffin. lift a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this guy. I'm going to break into his place. Uh-huh. And yeah. then when he tries to chase me out, I'm going to cut off his fingers. And then let's just check out this classic serial killer behavior of him taking a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Takes like, the fingers with him. I'm going to take this guy's fingers with mm-hmm. me. And like, you know, keeps them packed in their original mustard. Yeah. Just like sardines. Like you do. Uh-huh. And keep them in a box. So he's a trophy keeper. But I mean that that is a genuinely funny scene when he shows the the finger to Jody. Oh yeah, he's like, Jody. "Yep, I believe you." Yep, I believe you. Yep. <laughs> that's real cool. That's genuinely funny. He's all the time messing with guns. All the there's so many guns in this fucking movie. There's a there's a part where he's sleeping on the steps with a shotgun in Just his lap. Just has a shotgun. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. He drinks he does. He's like 13 in this movie. He drinks a beer. He drives... Uh, he drives a Hemikuda. Like, who would let a 13-year-old drive... Well, I guess this was in 79 where you could just go to a local restaurant, get a job, and buy that car. Yeah, or buy cigarettes for your fucking stepdad or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, is also trained in improvised explosive devices. Yeah. He got an early... Early edition copy of the Anarchist yeah. cookbook, obviously. <laughs> that scene, dude, where he has he's locked in the room by his brother. Yeah. And he improvises that, well, I have a shotgun shell in my pocket. Of course I have a shotgun I'm a shell maniac, in my pocket. Yeah. And I'll put this thumbtack in it, tape it to a hammer, and then blow a hole through my hollow core door. Listen. You you grew up in the 80s. Yeah. You lived in a house with a hollow corridor. Yeah. You could just kick it. You could just kick it. Or, motherfucker, you had a hammer. You had a claw hammer. Yeah. You didn't need to fucking blow a hole through this damn thing. Also, 
the door was a pull, not a push. So the screwdriver wasn't actually preventing him from opening the door. That was a curious circumstance. Yeah. He's like, I'll lock him in using the screwdriver jammed in the door. How? How's that? Helping? I don't really understand. It's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> a hollow core door is the weakest thing in the fucking world. Yeah, it is. Like a 13-year-old kid could easily kick through it, mm-hmm. especially one armed with a claw hammer. Yeah. He could make short work of that in no time. And should have. That would have been yeah. a more interesting scene than the improvised uh, explosive device. Just him fucking wailing on yeah. a door with a hammer. That would have been fine. He also had a window in his room. He could have just hopped out yeah, of that. Yeah, just the first floor. And he gets fucking thrown out of the back glass of a VW Bug later gets in the movie. thrown out of the back glass of two cars. Uh, it's true, a hearse and a VW Bug. Like, who was so obsessed with that idea? <laughs> Like, get him no, to we got to do the back glass thing. Get him again. <laughs> Fuck. People are going to love that. I have this idea that maybe Jody... Okay. Because, uh, again, so much of this movie is revealed to be a dream, mm-hmm. obviously. And I think that there is definitely a huge theme of, like, the trauma of his parents' death, you know, haunting him and yeah. so on, really fucking his world up. What if there's another version of this movie where it turns out that, like, Mike killed everybody? Jeez. <laughs> yes. Because, like, that whole off-screen death that we never see, like, Jody died in a car crash. Mm-hmm. What if it's really just, like, well, Mike murdered him? Yeah, Mike What if the tall mur- man is Mike? Whoa. He's the tall Mike. He's like, that he's, would make sense. because a little that, young boy. What would a young boy dream of being except tall and tall very man. strong? Yeah. And having just every power he needs yeah, whenever he needs it. Yeah, and also power over death. Yeah. You know, which the tall man definitely has uh-huh. in, in so many different ways. Yeah, because he's, he's reviving these dead people as dwarves. Yeah, exactly. Even his own, you know, Mike and, and Jody's own parents. Yeah. He kind of revives in those dreams and stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think that there's a really interesting sequel or something to this that reveals that all along it was Mike and he killed everybody. I'm sure there's somebody listening right now who's like, yeah, that was three. Duh. Yeah, I haven't seen any I of the sequels. I haven't seen any of these sequels. So. No. I wonder about them. I want to see two. Actually, I found a rip of two on YouTube the other day and I uh-huh. started watching it, but it, I was because of this week, I was really fucking tired and mm. got like 10 minutes in and I was like, yeah, I can't watch this right now. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening and thinking, well, the sequels explain all these things. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe. But the thing about a movie is that it, it should be self-contained. It should have a consistent story within itself. It doesn't have to tell everything. No. But it should tell something. Something. Yeah. I want to open up our third Blackberry Farm brewery beer here. This is the... Finceline, Belgian Finceline? style. Finceline? Is that? I think so. <laughs> Belgian style ale, and uh, it claims to be a Belgian style ale brewed with large portions of wheat malt for a creamy mouthfeel and oh, hazy boy. straw color. Can't wait to get that creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> Generous additions of Huel melon hops lend notes of melon and strawberry, okay. along with balanced bitterness. It's 5.9 ABV. Creamy, bitter melon. Okay. I'm on board I'm with that. Yeah. That sounds pretty great. I hope it delivers up to its hype. So, what do you think about Mike's acting? <sighs> not much. <laughs> like, there's not much to think about it, except it's just... like, I mean, obviously, they were dealing with... Other than, like, Reggie seems like he might, 
he he's the best actor. Yeah, easily. he's the best actor yeah. in the movie. He might he might be able to play other roles. Uh, he was in some other stuff. He's yeah. in like all of the other Phantasm movies, yeah. apparently. Um, but yeah, the kid is man. He's got he he's got that kid thing where you just yell your lines, and that's talent. Pretty much it. Like yeah. the louder you can say stuff, the more talented you are at acting. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. This is a hazy looking beer. It really is. It's definitely the haziest of all the ones we've had Ooh. so far. It's got kind of a I murky kind of character. You can't see me. It's a John Cena mm-hmm. beer. What's that taste like? I hope it's got that melon thing going on. It smells. It does just like have a, that melon thing yeah? going on. Yeah, it's. Initially, I it mean, just kind of smells like a bell. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They've all had the same like similar smell coming mm-hmm. off of them. And this has all the same sort of Belgian flavors, but it does have some of that melon. Interesting. You know, honestly, like the three of these, the the taste on the front has been pretty similar to yeah, me. I would say... But the aftertaste have all been the very The aftertaste different. on this is where you get the melon and where you get that sort of creaminess. Yeah. It's kind of a dry, cucumbery yeah. kind of thing. It's not super ultra pronounced. No. Uh, but it's still... That's good. Yeah, 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 it's definitely good. All these have been really good. Yeah, way to go, uh, Blackberry, Blackberry Farm, Farm Brewery. Way to go, you guys. And way to go, that beer rep, for giving them to yeah, us. Yeah, no, good deal. You guys can give us beer, too. Yeah, anybody, please. We love it. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it on the show. Reggie is our ice cream man. Yeah. Stop him when you're passing by. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's trying to be a good dude to... Uh, Mike. Yeah. But it comes off real fucking creepy because he's a grown, bald man. <laughs> he's and got that It's a 13-year-old he is not related to. Yeah. And he wants to take him out in his ice cream truck. That's a horror movie. It, yeah. That, so that is in, its own movie right there. Yeah, so you're watching this horror Dude, movie. Maybe and that's you're why thinking, Mike ended oh, up so that? fucked up. Yeah, because like, Reggie fucking was fucking him. died. The yeah. fucking ice cream man molested me. Yeah. There's a movie right there. <laughs> Jesus. Phantasm uncovered. But you know what? I'll add to this, though, that Reggie asserts a new horror trope into this. So the typical horror trope, obviously, you know, the black guy always dies. Yeah. The virgin always dies. Right. No, not the virgin. Well, you know, we've covered that. Yeah. But also, the ice cream man always lives. Does he? Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Yeah. Terenzi Brothers. They did survive. Yeah. Have there been other ice cream? Oh, Big Worm. Big Worm. Who's that? <laughs> Friday. Okay. All right. He survived. He I mean, lived. He, he totally lived. He went to jail, I believe. Yeah. No, Debo went to jail. I okay. don't know if Big Worm did. But I want there to be a new horror trope that the ice cream man always lives. Yeah. I think that Reggie is their representative. Oh, wait, isn't there... There's a horror movie called The Ice Cream Man, isn't there? I don't know. I know there's a Van Halen song called The Ice Cream Man, and I fucking love it. It's <laughs> David Lee Roth playing guitar at the yeah. top of that song. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's correct answer. Good I think stuff. we may mention Van Halen every episode, and I'm just noticing it. Might as well jump. Jump! <laughs> I hope so. Shit. I'm just going to go home and listen to Van Halen now. Uh, Fuck yeah. All Best right. band of all time. If I'm not mistaken. But yeah, Reggie, yeah, the he, the ice cream man survives. Yeah. He seems like a good enough dude. Yeah. I think he's always kind of showing up. Apparently, he's, there's he's, also, like, a, again, in the backstory stuff, he owns an ice cream truck, but also owns, like, an ice cream store. 
Oh, okay. Apparently he's quite the entrepreneur. Wow, Reggie. Apparently. Good mm-hmm. for him. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no, he seems like an uh, overall good dude. Uh, Jody, yeah. the brother, yeah. doesn't. Doesn't seem like a great dude. He doesn't seem like a great dude, yeah. but the movie kind of... Like, he... Do you remember where he says, warning shots are bullshit? Warning shots are bullshit, yeah. Yeah. Tell his brother how to kill people. Like, that seems like the NRA message of the day. <laughs> warning shots are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of odd yeah like, i mean but like that's he's not fucking so- killed people before yeah that's what, like yeah. that's not something someone says and you go that's a good person <laughs> you're like oh shit what have you done now? yeah <laughs> come what? on like did he have an experience where he gave someone a warning shot and it didn't, didn't stop work them? out yeah so it was like well i gotta murder this guy <laughs> should have just shot him Should've right just away shot him the first waste of a bullet <laughs> Jesus. Now, really, the most iconic character of this movie is played by one, uh, the late Angus Scrim, uh-huh. R.I.P., yeah. uh, also known as the Tall Man, who is the most intriguing character in this movie. And, Steve, I'll tell you this. like, The Tall Man barely has any lines in this mm-hmm. movie. Says son in every one of them, I think. Yeah, sir or boy. Yeah. Sir or boy. Every fucking things that he says mm-hmm. contains those those words i have no idea what he can or can't do mm-hmm. yet i find him to be a incredibly compelling character he is and i don't know why um i don't think that guy looks intimidating no but it is compelling well and it's one of those choices it is, to me i where do want to like, know what his deal is yeah and to me it's one of those interesting choices where it's like you chose to make your big baddie look like this. Yeah. What a weird choice. Yeah, he's, he's wearing like, it's like he's wearing tight uh, suit pants. Well, and they, then like, they bought him a suit that was like a couple sizes too small for him. To so make he him look, look even big. tall. Yeah. yeah. And he's wearing lifts in his heels yeah. and stuff Yeah, and those too. just look like Frankenstein shoes. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so basically, yeah, he's, he's, weird. he's odd. He looks strange. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily look like a fucking evil person. No. He just looks like a big old tall guy. Yeah. And you're just like, you know what? That's going to be the fucking baddie of this movie. Uh-huh. And that's just one of those choices that to me is so strange. It's so weird that it I is. like it. It I, is. I, I do like I it. I can't explain it. I, I, do, I do like him. I know. And I do, yeah. I do want to know. So I probably will watch the sequels. Yeah, it, I want to I know. I do. I, this doesn't work as a self-contained... Uh, movie, but it does work in uh, making me interested in just what the hell's going on. Let's talk about some of his powers. So he can use the force. He uh-huh. he knocks over a dirt bike. Uh huh. Just if if you've got that, you've got everything, right? Ma- you don't hey, need any other power. Maybe it's just Magneto power, though. Oh, you can't do it to like humans. He can only do it to metal. Yeah, objects. exactly. So okay. maybe he's got magneto. Oh, because power. he does the ball, I would assume. Uh, well, also no. metal. It, does he control the ball? Why I don't would, fucking why know. Why would he make the ball kill the guy who worked for him? The guy, yeah, he's like his number one man. Yeah. That ball seems kind of like a wild card. Yeah. Kind of like a renegade. And you would think from like just knowing what I knew about Phantasm going into this, yeah. you'd think that ball is more important. What is the Phantasm? Really I don't know. It's just a cool word. Like, mm-hmm. Phantasm has nothing to do with this movie. Nope. What the fuck does that mean? 
I don't understand. It's not. It's like just not related to this at all. It's just a cool word. That's but you it. know, again, like the tall man and the ball. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you watched it a couple times. Yeah, I did. Like on the cover of some of the 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 poster art and stuff, you know, you have like the tall man and like uh-huh. in his hand the ball is like yeah. floating. Are there ever any scenes with the tall man in the ball no. in the same scene? No, I don't think so. Like it's we never see, really shown that he controls ball, him or anything. Uh, I think we see the ball uh, when, when it, it kills, kills that, that guy, and then we see the ball when it gets shot by the shotgun. So I the tall man isn't it. in either of those scenes. So no. it's never revealed that he's controlling that thing or anything. No. Also, just okay. Side note, you know the 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 kids come across. Well, I'll say the kids. Mike comes across. The fact that this cemetery um, is it has some weird stuff going on. There's yeah. these fucking Jawas walking around. <laughs> That's exactly what they look he like. He goes in. There's chrome balls flying around. But look, this is a this is a funeral home. I assume people are in there probably about three or four times a week. Yeah. Has nobody ever fucking noticed this? They're yeah. not even trying to hide it. No, it's just there. Yeah. The little dudes are running around everywhere. There's I mean, chrome balls flying around in the hallways for no reason. The, You're telling me nobody in this town has fucking noticed this? The fortune teller's uh, granddaughter goes there and just walking around. Eats and shit. then opens a door and dies yeah. somehow. Like, yeah. Like, but, like, nobody stops her from coming in. Nobody greets her at the door. No. It's just like... You walk in and all of this stuff is open to the public. Yeah. And no one and has it noticed. murders you. I don't understand that. But also, too, like, clearly the only people in this entire town are the fortune tellers, Mike, Reggie, Jody, the tall man, mm-hmm. and the two... I th- the bartender. The bartender mm-hmm. and I guess the ants that... I think it's the ants that own the antique store. That's never really expressly no. said. Like early in the movie, Jody says, "I want to leave him with the ants," and then later he gets left with two women. Yeah. So I assume those are the ants. I don't fucking know. Seems yeah. weird though because they seem younger than fucking they, Jody. Yeah, and he also like they, but they own an antique store. I don't, I don't know. That man, so much of that didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Where like they're dry, like then he's with them in the car and they. Are like stopped on the road and somebody's like trying to open their doors. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're just like, "Huh, what's oh, going wow. on?" Like no, the, nobody would react that way. Yeah. Well, you're, but you're, but again, dream logic. It was all a dream. Explains it away. Oh right. Yeah. Because when because the auxiliary characters in your dreams don't really react like humans. They're yeah. just like mannequins or something. Right. So you can explain it the fuck away when that's the deal. But then how do you explain Reggie constantly acting like a bro? You don't. You know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, seriously. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. get it. Okay. The tall man's got other powers. Sometimes whenever you cut off parts of them, they become uh, fly things. Yeah, after marinating in their own mustard, they become <laughs> like a weird sort of flying... Goofy fly monster Spider thing. thing that apparently is weightless because it walks up Mike's back and then gets in his hair before... He ever notices that scene it. is like ten seconds. Yeah, of his hair like standing up in the it's back. It's so ridiculous. Which again is like, is this supposed to be funny? I think I so, but it's not funny. Not really. Not really. No. Uh, so yeah, he can turn parts of him into flies. He can turn dead people into uh, dwarf slaves. Dwarves. Yeah. Or like 
maybe men that wear eyeliner, like the caretaker guy <laughs> that wears the hat it's that gets true. killed by the ball. Yeah, the caretaker guy is like, he seems to be obviously uh, under some spell or something. I guess. But then why does the ball kill him? Like, you would think yeah, that the ball wouldn't know. murder one of their own. You would I think. don't understand. Like, it is so hazardous just to have those balls just flying around the halls. Is the ball like a juicer that accidentally kills people, you think? It might be. Because, yeah. like, why? I mean, what? How do? <laughs> I know. All the ridiculousness of this just hit me. Like, yeah, I know. That thing just flies around the hall. Like, you could be going there to see, like, your fucking Mem-Mem's funeral. And there's, or to view her plot. And your brains get turned into juice. And you piss your pants and you die. Yeah. I did like that. I did, yeah. The pissing thing was it was pretty good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, here here's the weird thing too, is okay. Obviously you got the yellow blood thing. Yeah. But because he's an alien. I guess, but apparently this this zombie guy He doesn't I, have yellow he blood. He doesn't have yellow blood, he has red blood. Mm-hmm. But he works for him or something. Mm-hmm. And he wears Eyeliner and a hat. I don't yeah. understand. That scene, though, where it shows the ball like drilling into his face is fucking rad. Yeah, it looks good. And like, I, I get I why love, they did I get why they did the ball. The ball looks cool. It looks amazing. Yeah. And I love, too, like, whenever you have that scene of the ball like drilling into his face, uh-huh. you, even has, you even have, like, his face reflected in the ball yeah. of him, like, wincing and cringing and stuff. Uh-huh. It looks really cool. It is, yeah. Like... This movie has so many cool things about it that I, I guess awesome if you visuals. had the childhood association with it, I could see why you like this movie. Yeah. But it, I, like for me, it just doesn't ever come together. Right. Other yeah, yeah. than wanting to know more about the tall man. Yeah. I'm not interested in the main characters. I don't no. care about them. Like, no. I don't care if Jody dies. Right, no. He has Same, no personality. I mean, He's probably, probably a maniac serial killer. I was going to say, yeah. probably going to prevent a number of murders. No. So <laughs> so the tall man can also turn, I guess, dead people. He puts them in barrels and they become dwarves. Yeah, because on his planet, the gravity is too har- like harsh. I don't know. That our bodies wouldn't be able to take it unless we are Compacted. shortened. For uh, some reason, yeah, I but guess. Then how are they? Okay, <laughs> how are they going to be good slaves? Right, and like, also, what do those slaves do? Because whenever Mike goes into the other dimension, it's just red. Yeah, and they're just kind of like walking. Yeah, kind of walking across like a desert or something. Again, maybe this is explained later. Yeah, it could be explained in the sequel. But why but, do they need to be like crushed and shortened whenever they're his slaves on Earth? Because obviously they're like yeah, that trying d- to defend makes the funeral no home sense. and stuff. Yeah, because Earth gravity is the same as it was when they were alive. Yeah. So why do they need to be like smushed down? I don't really get it. Been, seriously, I've been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. They've got a new season on Netflix. It's great. Watch oh, it. Oh, shit. Um, this movie has all the characteristics of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie. Mm. It just has all those things. They should do it. Yeah, because like it 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 makes no sense. The acting is real bad at times. Acting is bad. The writing is just what is it? 
Like, I, I don't get it. I yeah. don't get what it's supposed to be at any point. Mm-hmm. It's other than it being a dream. It, and it's a shitty dream. <laughs> like, what is this movie? Right. But I mean, again, it's got so many positives to it. It does. That I, I get why people like it. I just don't. <laughs> what do you think about the way that the tall man, in spite of all of his amazing powers, and he can he can even like inhabit people's dreams, mm-hmm. and he can cause people to like hallucinate and see stuff like gravestones yeah. and zombie hands shooting up mm-hmm. out of the dirt and stuff like this. How about the way that he chooses to dispatch people? Um, hmm. by stabbing, stabbing him with a knife. Him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got all the he's got power the crazy powers. you can imagine, but he just he just turns into a woman. Yeah. For some reason, and stabs them with a knife. Yeah. Why, why does that's he turn he does. into a woman? I'm gonna ask you a better question, Steve. Okay. Why does she turn into a man? Damn. <laughs> I just got fucking honed. Okay. You just assume that the tall man is his natural form and he turns into a lady to seduce people. But does he turn into the tall man? Like, because he's like, oh my God, I'm tired of everybody looking at my great body. I'm going to turn into a tall man that no one wants to look at. Looking at my stunt boobs. (laughs) My stunt boobs, yeah. 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 That was that is weird that they had a body double for the woman who uh like like why why would you hire an actress to do what, two scenes I think she's in? Yeah. Hire an actress to do two scenes, say nothing, I don't think. No, I don't think she has any spoken dialogue, no. But then you also have to hire a separate actress to show her boobs. Yeah. Why didn't you just hire the woman who was gonna show her boobs to do the whole role? You know what? That's a damn good question. Because the, seriously, like production old, side questions. Yeah, like old old stunt boob could have played the part just as well, yeah. obviously, because there's no speaking lines or anything. Like, what the fuck? Why didn't she just play Lavender Woman? Yeah, I'm I'm very confused by. That's it. a really good question. Yeah, apparently, like the the lady that played Lavender Woman was like super conservative uh-huh. in real life and it was like she was cool with being fucked in a cemetery but not and cool. murdering people and murdering people I'm not gonna I'm not about no to dump them nipples em. yeah I'm not about to dump them God. like well, what, what sort of fucking society do we live in <laughs> it's a really strange it really is system of priorities that everybody's we got, going on here. got fucking tits everybody has nipples everybody yeah Who gives everybody a shit? <laughs> god damn <laughs> So the thing is, is I mean, really, the whole tall man thing might be a, a misnomer. That's true. Yeah, he might be Lady and Lavender. Yeah, and tall man is like he—I don't know—his own way of protecting Blending himself. In. Oh my God, there is a story here. I know where the Lady and Lavender is actually the victim. Yeah, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe Tommy and um. And shit, Jody. Yeah. Maybe she was like, hey, you want to go see the cemetery? It's nice in the evening. And then they get out there and they're like, oh, yeah, we well, should probably want to, you probably want to hook up or something. Yeah, don't sexual you? assault. And she's like, protect herself. 
And I'm going to become this tall man. To then, fucking, yeah, and then she goes home that night and has a dream where she's this tall man, and then she wakes up, and she is him. Oh, my God. God dude, that's it. That's the movie. Now Fantasm we're figuring out uncovered. why people like this movie uh-huh. so much. There's another YouTube video in the works right yes, there. I'm pretty there, sure. That, that is a strange theory for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really odd. It's yeah. really odd that the tall man's powers and tendencies and stuff... Yeah, I'm never quite exactly sure. Yeah, about. But again, that all does play with the dream logic, where of course, just like Freddy in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, you know, he's he's able to do anything in that dream world, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. but again. Nightmare on Elm Street has uh, a clear story and yeah. the right level Dreams of exposition to tell us what's happening, whereas this just twist reveals at the end. It was a dream. Well, that's the thing, though, is you can even see how this probably influenced Elm Street and stuff yeah. like that. Where I mean, the end of the movie, the very ending, is... You know, Mike is in his bedroom. He realizes the tall man is there, and then, like, arms grab him and pull him through a door. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very much the ending of Elm Street. Elm Street. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like the mom is there. She's having mm. a dream. Arms pull her through a door. Yeah. Definitely very influential. Yeah. Only I think Wes Craven did it better. Yeah, and Wes Craven hated that ending. That was Bob. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Bob Shea. Bob Shea, who wanted to do that ending. So. Right, right, right. Probably because he saw Probably it succeed with Phantasm. Yeah. It very well could be. Man, it's a strange movie. It is. I'm glad we did it. I'm. I mean, and I will watch the sequels now. They're all on Shutter, I think. Are they? Yeah. I want to watch them. Yeah, I definitely want to just know more because even like last night before bed, knowing that we were going to be doing this this review, I went through and read like the Wikipedia on the Tall Man. Uh huh. And I assume it was probably written by somebody who watched all the movies. And I read it and I was like, well, that doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. <laughs> Good. Actually, I would be a little disappointed if I watched the sequels and it did explain everything. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It'd be a little disappointing because it would be like, oh, okay, well, now I don't have to think about it. Yeah. That's all the answers. You know, it's it's really odd, man, because there's obviously so many things about this that, that could have been better. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole dream thing... Seems like a bit of a cop-out in this, but it could have been much cooler. It could have. And it could have been played really well. Because I like the idea... Like, this is one of those things where there is a cool story at the core of this. And I think that also there is a cool Suspiria 2018-style remake uh-huh. waiting yeah, to be made Yeah, I could this. see that. You know, because as, as we talked about in our Suspiria 2018 like minisode... You know, the original Suspiria, one of my favorites. I fucking love it so much. Yes, it's great. It's full of silliness and weirdness. It is. It's got, I mean, like... Tons of goofy stuff. You would think, because we can accept that the original Suspiria is an amazing fucking movie. Yeah. And it's got all that silliness. And it does have so many, like, what the fuck was that moments? Totally, yeah. That we could watch this and still get into it. Yeah, totally. But this fails at that. It It doesn't hit... Yeah. What Suspiria does right. Right. But at the same time, there's enough stuff here that I think that there's a cool story waiting to be told. Like this this concept that there is a kid, Mike, 
who mm-hmm. is deeply traumatized by the death of his parents and also the fact that his older brother Jody wants to leave. Mm-hmm. He's he, aloof. He doesn't want to be much a part of his life or yeah, anything. Th- yeah, th- this kid is scared of people leaving his life. Yeah. And in his head, he creates this villain that is the mortician. Mm-hmm. In his head, the tall man, the mortician, is the man who's taking everything away from him. Yeah. And the tall man is even taking these bodies, these dead people that he cared about, yeah. and reanimating him for his own purposes and yeah. stuff. And making them ridiculous. Ye- Not to say that a, yeah. a little person is ridiculous, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. taking the proportions of uh average size person yeah, yeah. and distorting it on a small body. Yeah, distorting them. Yeah. yeah. Which even even at that, that's like just make him a goddamn zombie. Yeah, just, it would dude, be just it's so much better. Yeah. Just just make it that this guy and the, the tall man. Yeah. Honestly. Oh God, obviously. And no child actors involved. It's yeah. easier in all ways. Yeah, just make it this guy takes your beloved dead uh uh you know, formerly loved ones Mm-hmm. And reanimates them as slaves for all eternity. That's fucked up. Yeah, like the concept that oh my god, this mortician took my mom and dad, and reanimated it, uh, reanimated them, and brought them back to life to serve as his slaves for eternity. That's fucked up. It is, you know. And you you could even draw like weird afterlife parallels to that yes. where you know if, if according to christianity and a lot of other faiths that's what you're going to be doing yeah like, if you succeed yeah if you succeed you die you go to heaven and you just sing praises to god all day yeah you, you tell you tell the dude that's who, fucked up uh you know let children get cancer yeah you're great sick that job. sounds like being in trump's cabinet <laughs> Probably you, how that happens. But you know, it's like that's that's a cool, very dark story about dealing with with death and the afterlife and all kinds of weird things that you think about if you were a kid. Like, there's a cool story waiting to be told there. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. Uh, like, and I think that's that's the value of you know, it it is true. Yeah, that you could probably eliminate writers and still make movies. Sure. They wouldn't be good movies. Right. They might yeah. be visually interesting, but nobody is going to care right. about the people involved. Yeah. So it would have been a good idea. I assume they just didn't have the money, but it would have been a good idea for Don Coscarelli to get somebody in who could write. Probably. And write the movie that he wanted to make, which is basically what you're saying, I yeah. think. And that that's what is in this movie, but somewhere, somewhere, but yeah, yeah, but because it was just like a mishmash and different ideas and whatever they came up with that day, like, and, and dude, I'm not going to get that. I'll I'll tell you this. And I'm sure that, you know, as a fellow creative person Mm -hmm. and for anybody that's listening, that's a creative person, whenever you feel that creative spark whenever you feel that idea hit you whether it's a story a song whatever it is that you're doing it's like you chase that fucking thing down right then and there yeah pretty much all of my best ideas for songs or whatever have been the ones that have hit me and I have fleshed the entire thing out in a couple of hours yeah just boom the inspiration is there I listen to it I follow it uh huh I trace it down as fast as I can. Yeah. The ideas that I usually spend the longest amount of time on are usually the ones that end up the worst. Yeah. 
You know, it's the idea that's like, this is halfway good, and I'm just going to spend a year just punching it into shape, trying to make it into something. I think a lot of that feeling is that when you do it immediately and you see the result, um, the result of the thing that you slave over for a year could be the same as the result of the thing you did immediately. Yeah. But you spent more time on it, so you expect it to be better. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, very cool. But interesting. Like there, there. Sometimes you're stoked. Cause you're like, damn! I just spent like two hours on this, and it's fucking sick. Yeah, because it's good enough. Yeah, and you only did it in two hours, so yeah, fine. That's that's pretty. It, it's kind of like the difference of like you spend five minutes making a great fried rice versus uh, you spend like 12 hours yes. roasting a turkey and you're like, well, this fucking sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, that's exactly yeah, what it's that like. That is it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I like fried rice better than fucking roasted turkey. So I do too, yeah. It all makes sense to me now. Yeah, That's um, a great way to look at that. I, I think the value of that isn't to to say like you know you shouldn't work for a year on on something yeah sometimes great things happen yeah but uh you sh- everyone every creative person should take on the mentality more yeah. of fuck it i'll yeah. do it right now i'll Pound do it, it. Out. yeah I'll, and what i get out of it is what i get out of it yeah like if it's if it's amazing awesome if it's not i only spend a little bit of time on it right move on to the next one move on to the next one that's a that's a cool way to look at that too, and that's one of those things that I think keeps the creative pressures off, yeah. doesn't it? Because whenever you've been working on something for a year, if it's not a fucking masterpiece, you're like, I need more time with I, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, by the way, keep doing this with that video I was talking about earlier. There you go. Where it's I, like well, the more I've, I've done that a million times. The, the more well. I work on it, the more I want it to be better, and then the more yeah. I look at it and go, it's not as good as I want it to be, but it's never going to be as good as I want it to be because right. the more time i put into it the more i want it to be good right yeah like yeah, my yeah. expectation goes up as my my time investment goes up i, I can relate to that in so yeah. many ways yeah so sometimes yeah so. you might just want to throw something away or just put something to the side and say i'll come back to it when i feel yeah. like i can do it in two hours or just smash it out and then the next one will be better because yeah. you've learned yeah you know failure is not failure honestly like yeah, when yeah. you when you put something out there that's not that good so what yeah, like success the next training. thing will probably be better. Yeah, success Unless, training, man. Like we were talking about earlier, the Meg White syndrome, where <laughs> ten thousand hours just because you put ten thousand mean you'll be good at yeah, it. Just because you put your time in doesn't mean you're good. No. Yeah. Interesting way to, to look at that. Yeah, as it is, man. Like uh, as I mentioned earlier, the original cut of this movie was like three hours long. They got whittled down to about an hour. What hour twenty? It's oh, really it was about short. hour twenty. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty short. But when you watch this movie, it kind of feels like, this is the best way I can think to describe it, it feels like a three-hour movie that you kept falling asleep during, and you wake up and you're like, wait, Wait, what? What What did I miss? Hang on. And you rewind it, and you're like, wait, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, no, I saw the whole thing. It still doesn't make sense. To me, that's exactly what this feels like. And again, to me, it feels like a low blow, considering I love... Movies like Suspiria and Phenomena and all these Argento flicks that are dreamy and very loose and don't at all act like reality or anything like that. But I never feel like in those movies that I dozed off and missed something. No. 
Whereas no. in this, it feels like there's a lot of holes where I'm just like, wait, what yeah. the fuck now? What's Argen- going on? Argento pulls you along like a dream actually does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow the dream, even though the logic is inconsistent or whatever. Yeah. You you follow it. You're pulled along by it. But with this, yeah, it's just logical inconsistencies and stuff. And also, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I'm not understanding what you're trying to tell me with this dream. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Some great visuals, an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say some of the visuals in this movie are just downright unforgettable. Oh, yeah. Some really, really, really cool so stuff. So I know why it sticks with people. I do. Yeah. I really, really do. I would say that if you like the feel of this movie, if you like this weird, trippy, like, am I dreaming, am I hallucinating kind of feel, uh-huh. there's a whole lot of Argento flicks that you'd yeah. probably like a lot more than this. Yeah, or like, you know, Bava, yeah, both Mario and Lamberto. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Demons is great. Pieces. Oh, it's man. got some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, and a lot of stuff and all that. I mean, all yeah. of those. It's like you could get that same kind of feel only in a more concise and more intelligible way. Yep. <laughs> you know, but I, I'll tell you, man, I still can't help but enjoy this movie. Like, there's yeah. a certain, there's a certain silliness about it. Yeah, the, I I didn't I didn't uh, begrudge Ingley watch it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, the yeah. second third times I watched it, it was just like okay, yeah, no, I'll watch it again. I want to see what I can catch. Like, yeah, it's it's a fine movie. Yeah, it, it's it's odd because again we sat here and listed a lot of a lot of complaints about yeah. it. <laughs> Said everything negative about it. But yeah, I, I can watch it. But at the same time, it's like man, that soundtrack, the visuals, the character of the tall man and his mm-hmm. portrayal by. Angus Grimm, mm. I really do dig it yeah. in a lot of ways, and I can't even necessarily tell you why. You know, I, I can't I bet really. There are a it. lot of people listening right now who've requested it, who yeah. wanted us to talk about it, and you probably nailed how they feel about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I really can't it's describe just, why I like a lot yeah. of the parts of this movie, but but I do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect. I will watch it again. Yeah, man, I'll watch the sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. It's like, I want to know more. Yeah. Did this movie make a lot of sense? No. no. Why did his fucking severed finger turn into a fly? I don't <laughs> fucking know. Uh, is the whole dream ending cheap? Yeah, it definitely yeah. fucking is. I don't know. There's a lot of issues with it, but I'm still intrigued. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to get on, get on to the ratings phase, boy. Yeah. Sir? Sir? I think I'm probably going to put this thing at like a six and a half. Okay. Like it's it's enjoyable enough that I'll watch it again. It seems uh, like a good movie to... I want to watch this movie with people that haven't seen it. Okay. Just see what they think. Yeah. Just yeah. watch them go, what now? Yeah. You know, I want to I want to watch it with other people and show mm-hmm. it to other people. And I, I will watch it again. Again, there's some very striking visual stuff. I love the way that the the interior of the mausoleum looks which is apparently just like plywood and contact paper that looks oh. like marble. Wow. Yeah. Of super okay. cheap sets and yeah. stuff. But the way it has that weird like labyrinthine yeah. corridor like thing going on for mm. it inside of the room with all the barrels it's just super like bright yeah. white. Yeah. I did like that aesthetic. It's just cool, yeah. man. It's <clears throat> got some really cool visuals and stuff in it. I don't know. It it it's odd. There's there's clearly not a super thought out story here. Yeah. 
but I can't help but be intrigued. It comes from a creative mind, somebody who has good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So for me, six and a half. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to compare it to my middle of the road movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. That's your middle Uh, of the road. I think that's the fivest five that we've ever done. I like The Autopsy of Jane Doe a little bit better than this. Okay. I think that this has a wealth of creativity and definitely could be something. I would like... Hashtag Phantasm 2019. I would like to see a remake of this. I would. With a clear direction and a clear story. And you could still do the the dream thing. It's fine. Yeah, totally. As long as you you pull us along and bring us to that point instead of it just being a cheap out. Yeah. I mean, again, drag in more of those themes about death and the mortician Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, dude, that scene that Mike has where he's dreaming... And suddenly his bed is in the cemetery. Yeah, that shot is great. Dude, it's so yeah. fucking rad. Yeah. Like, the tall man is at the head of the bed, and those zombie arms come out and grab yeah. him. I mean, that's fucking great. Uh-huh. That is such a symbol of dread of death and so on. There's great stuff just sitting there. There really is. There's a lot to work with. So, uh, a lot of good potential. I I like uh, all the things we've said that we like about it dislike all the things we've said we dislike about it. <laughs> it sums I, it up. sums it up. I think that this is uh, a four and a half. Four and a half. But I, it has a lot of potential. I get it. I mean, I get that you just want to make the fucking movie. Like, I, I get that. Like, fuck it. Like, let's make this movie. Yeah, yeah. We don't have everything figured out, but if we don't do it, we're not going to do it. Like, just criticize her emails and we'll fucking get away with it. <laughs> Grab them by the pussy. Right? And that's what I'll say about this movie. Is Phantasm will really grab you by the pussy. <laughs> locker room talk. I've been in locker rooms. I've never heard anyone say, grab her by the pussy. You know why? Because that's rape talk. Yes. Let's <laughs> just talk about raping. And if, if one of your friends in the locker room said, man, I'm going to rape some girl, you wouldn't go, high five. Yeah, You'd like, go, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? That's weird. Yeah. It's strange. You actually don't grab them by the pussy. Do not do that. No. It, first off, not interesting. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to be grabbed by the pussy by a stranger. I don't think that sounds great. No. You know what? Somebody out there does want to be grabbed by the pussy if by a stranger. If it's a consensual grab. But it, yeah. That's your thing. That's your That's thing. That's their thing. You know what? Listen to our Hellraiser episodes <laughs> to talk about consensual things. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, I will tell you that seriously, fuck Trump. So, Steve, what are we going to be talking about on next week's episode of Dard and Larvlar? <laughs> a little film called Grumblarbs. Grimlons. Grimlorns. Gurmlins. Gurmlins. That's it. Garmins. I like, because there's so many Gremlins, like, you know, ripoffs. Sure. I would not be surprised to find out there is one called Garmlins. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Talking about one of the most beloved Christmas horror flicks of all it time. Is, and it, it's, it, 
worthy of that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fun flick. So we'll be talking about that on next week's episode. So you guys be sure to tune in for that. In the meantime, where can they find us on social media? At Dead Lovely Pod on pod, Instagram pod, pod, and Twitter. Twitter. Dead and Lovely Horror Group is what it's called on Facebook. I've found out I've been saying wrong. Really? Yeah. Tight. Eh, People have been finding finding it. it. Yeah, (laughs) that's fine. If you even try. Yeah. God damn it, people. If you'll even try. (laughs) Maybe don't email the guy that makes the YouTube videos asking him questions about what he talks about in the video. It's in the video. (laughs) Just look. Just Google it. You'll find it. I love, I love, cause like I have the patience where when we do get those emails from people who are like, Hey, how do I find your podcast? Hey, have you guys covered this movie yet? I don't know. Look for it. Yeah. I have the patience to be like, actually we did that. Man. I don't have <laughs> you any sweet summer child. I don't have any problem with it, but that you probably deal with a lot more emails. You're new to the block on this internet yeah. thing, and I think it's adorable. Oh, I think it's adorable. Yeah, we'll be talking about that then, and I'll tell you what, I think we're up right now to nearly 100 reviews on iTunes. Yeah. I would love, I would absolutely love to see this thing get to 100 reviews Me too. by the time that this year of 2018, this year of fucking bullshit... <laughs> <laughs> ends. I would love to see this get up to 100 reviews. Please be, please be sure to go on iTunes, rate and review. It really helps us show up in all those search engines and top 10 lists and all that kind of stuff. So please go on iTunes, rate and review. It just takes you a few seconds for all the hours of our lives that we sink into this thing for you guys. It's really for us just to yeah, But a- you guys enjoy it, so please... Yeah. Rate and review on iTunes. I'd like to see 100 reviews real fucking soon. You guys have just been so goddamn wonderful. Hi. Thank you for listening to us gripe and complain about our lives, (laughs) talk about our dreams, and insult one of your favorite movies of all time. And just get political the entire time. I think... (laughs) <laughs> We're actively trying to make people stop listening at this Rate point. Rate and view on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's good. If it's yeah. bad, don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know one any of those. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys are having a great holiday season, and we will catch you guys next week here on Dead and Lovely. Thanks for tuning in. Say goodnight, Steve. Goodnight, Steve. Woo! Bye.